episode 236 of Pop Culture Crisis, and we are back. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I am happy to be back with you on this casual Friday, and believe it or not, I did not take our time away from the show to have a Taco Bell wedding with Bad App or anything like that. Actually... Brett and I went to Disney World. Yes, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yes, yes. By the way, I said, uh, would you introduce yourself, please? And then, uh, please? Yeah, uh, yeah, I sounded very Neanderthal right there. It's good. It's <laughs> okay. good. It's good. How you doing today? I'm good. How yeah. are you? Uh, I'm, I'm ready to get back to work. Very, very ready to get back to work. Nervous very, energy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to get back to things and start working again. Because also, it's like when you have take a couple of days off in the middle of the week, there's this vibe where it's like you feel like the equipment's going to stop working, even though, like, uh, even if you take two days off every weekend <laughs> and nothing stops working. Sound like a helicopter yeah. parent. Yeah, yeah, to myself. <laughs> uh, and uh, that with that neat observation is our guest host, Today, What's happening, everybody? Ian Crossland, happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Brett, Mary. Good to see you guys. Nice to have you. Uh, how you doing? Fantastic, man. Excellent. Awesome cup, by the way. Oh, you like it? Yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's huge. And we have another guest host today. What's up, Bad App and everyone else? <laughs> I would have been to the Taco Bell party, and it's a pleasure to be here uh, with Ian and Brett and Mary, and I'm excited to... Uh, to talk about pop culture. And Carter, your name is? Carter Banks. Oh, yeah, my name's Carter Banks. <laughs> but you already knew that, yes. unless you've been living under a rock. Because he has a song out now. I, I do, we do. Yes. And it's live right now. Genocide on yeah. YouTube. So it just went live this morning at 9 a.m. That's just the title of the song, by the way. <clears throat> it's not anything about it's an acronym, actual... Yeah. Genocide. Yes. <laughs> it's more fun than that. Yeah. yeah. To be not. completely honest, it was just a word in the song that stuck out to me and sounded cool when Tim was playing them all through, and I'm like, writing this down is that because it. it was memorable, you know. Yeah. So. Excellent. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to talk about Rihanna. It's Rihanna, actually, but I still say Rihanna. It's pronounced Rihanna. Fact check. Uh, <laughs> fact check. Fact check me on that. It's pronounced Rihanna. Uh, she is involving Johnny Depp in the her newest fashion it's like a fashion show with her clothing brand for lingerie yeah get ready avert your eyes run please as fast (laughs) as possible uh so people are pushing back on her for the fact that she's involving johnny depp in this and obviously there's some connections to her past with chris brown that make that highly highly interesting Uh, i've got some news involving dc and marvel uh, specifically thank you guys specifically uh dc related stuff that's very interesting relating to james gunn in the rock we'll never call him dwayne johnson he's the rock not doing <laughs> And then we are also going to talk about Frost having an absolute meltdown o- over Henry Cavill, which it's is just delicious glorious. Yeah. to watch the aftermath of the disintegration of G4 TV. And this is just one part of it. Mary loves the drama. One morsel of drama. Yes. A crumb of clout, as you said. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so we got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. If you guys are ready, we'll get right into it. Mary, are we ready? Absolutely. Carter, are we ready? I'm ready. Ian. I'm ready. Let's do it. So it says, Johnny Depp will appear in Rihanna's Savage X Fenty Volume 4, and fans are begging her to read the room. There's actually two articles on this. We have your article as well here from TimCast.com uh, that says, uh, do you want to give him the headline? You, you do better with the, with the snarky headlines. Sure. Uh, Amber Heard stands are big mad at Rihanna for featuring Johnny Depp in her lingerie show. I had to write about this firstly because I love drama so much, but also it's been a while since we've been regularly talking about Johnny Depp and where his career is at. He's been slowly getting restored to A-list status in different ways. He was reintroduced as the face of Dior Sauvage. 
he made that savage bizarre no that was a maybe savage yeah. that would be, be fitting <laughs> oh he even <laughs> made that like bizarre appearance at the vmas months ago where he it was just his face inside the moon man costume hanging above and then asking for any work anyone has for him which was a little bit demeaning and if i have a, <laughs> if i have it right it's going to be something similar with the fenty show yeah because he's not going to be there in person so this fenty show is going to premiere on amazon prime and it's just showing her lingerie collection but he's going to be modeling her men's collection in the line and he has like a video cameo so he's not going to be there in person but it's just like something he already shot for it that is going to be shown yeah. in it um, and people are questioning her decision. Specifically, Amber Heard supporters are pushing back on Rihanna for featuring Johnny Depp in this show because this supposedly means that she is backing or promoting a domestic abuser. I, I want to po point out this first tweet in the Uproxx article that I originally had, which calls sure. him a groomer, and I don't know where that allegation came <laughs> that from. That allegation comes from him, um, I think, say, they said he dated a 17-year-old when he was 27. Okay, so I have like no idea who that was, okay. but so, um, um, believable, given the, that that was like back in the 90s, right? It was the 90s. Things I mean, genuinely, then, things yeah. were yeah, so different. Yeah, there was different. a lot of yeah. rock stars that did that. Uh, today we were having a discussion about like the. Have you guys ever heard the myth that uh, Marilyn Manson got his rib removed so that he? Yep. Don't need to finish it. I, he I could talking, what now? <laughs> I was talking to someone about how did myths like that permeate so far into culture without the internet? Like that old was a wise thing. tales. The old richness wise, of culture. The, the internet wasn't really a thing when that was when that came out, I right? I don't think not internet video. That's yeah. for sure. So, so, so now everything about, gets fact checked. Yeah. Right. To oblivion, and you can't spread rumors anymore and earlier we were talking about jerry seinfeld apparently dating a 14 year old when what? he was like yeah and that was another one that is I this heard, but confirmed though i have no idea because i i looked not, that up and then that was still unclear yeah. so in case someone comes for us for defamation <laughs> yeah. we didn't say that that's factual but i i like that there's a rumor mill yes. and i don't like the the fact checking i'm mill. seeing that jerry dated a 17 year old when he was 38 in the early 90s, according to CheatSheet.com. Yeah. I think that's the official narrative. Shoshana but anyway, that's Lundstein that's why Gross. Johnny Depp was getting called a groomer. And then I saw some really savage remarks about him on Twitter. And I love a good like Twitter smackdown. Even if it's undeserved, I, I find it so funny. You're so evil sometimes. And, and I even admitted that Johnny Depp's persona that he's like this rugged bad boy rock star is a little bit like played out and kind of embarrassingly not age appropriate for him his, so, his, since he's like nearing 60. His face is very puffy these days. I know. It's I, don't, I don't mean it, yeah. to hate on him for it because it's like I'm sure there are a lot of reasons he hasn't taken care of himself. But um, yeah. here are some comments people had for him on Twitter. Sorry, this is just taking me out. Violent abuser aside, who wants to see this decaying old man in underwear? Good question. Aside from him being a drunkard wife beater, how do you look at that man and think, yes, this bloated corpse will be the face of my lingerie business? Uh, I, Another just, good question. I'm just glad they used drunkard in the <laughs> sentence. Like, uh, bloated corpse was really... 
Yeah, Ouch. I had the computer read this all to me in a robot voice. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but so brave is, of Rihanna to bring awareness to erectile dysfunction. Yeah, that's a good one. But to be Oof. honest, I mean, the, what they're talking about, they're just saying everything that was hearsay as if fact, and I hate that. They're, yes, they're spreading the hearsay, and they're also, like, basically attacking him based on his age. Yeah. Now, I understand that, like, I don't think old people in lingerie is the most tantalizing thing in the world. I'd Believe rather not. not look at Johnny Depp or anyone in their 60s in underwear. But if Rihanna thought that that was the marketing move to make for her brand, then... Um, Who's the audience she's courting with? <laughs> right, it's confusing because Rihanna's audience and the people that buy her products are definitely girls in their 20s, Not, girls in their 30s, well, probably. There was a large contingency of young women outside yes. of the Depp trial that were all in support of Johnny Depp. So maybe she's just got her marketing right. team. They're like, look at all these broads. What? Right, and who knows? Like, But then they're marketing this stuff that he's modeling yeah. to men, but maybe they're drawing more of a female audience for this show just based on that, like, he has a lot of, like, simps like so he has a lot of female simps out there who want to see him in underwear so the idea that oddly enough would be that you get the audience of the women that liked him but you don't get them to come in to buy his stuff you get no. them to buy the female stuff no. that other models are advertising yeah i suppose so maybe <laughs> but we don't even know how deeply she's thought into this or if someone made the decision on her behalf but anyway people were not letting her off the hook for partnering with him because he has such a controversial uh, past or reputation it's still in question even though he's gotten a lot of institutional support back after his defamation trial with Amber Heard mm. her supporters are still very stringently on her side they they are still a presence on Twitter I don't know how many of them are bots or real people well, remember, but they they are like merciless Remember, there is no Amber Heard on Twitter anymore because Elon Musk bought Twitter and she... Uh... Her account has mysteriously <laughs> disappeared. I, it would have been anymore. funnier, though, if he had just suspended her account oh, yeah. instead of her deactivating it. It's the same thing with Grimes. Like, it just, he just goes through and just <laughs> unfriends and deletes every... Uh, I should check Grimes' recent tweets if she has saying. any. Are they on Maybe good terms? Maybe she's gone silent. I think they're on fairly good terms. I mean, they've got to be, right? Because they had a baby... It's by surrogacy even after they oh, split up. They did. Which is odd, but I guess, you know, for Elon, that's normal. He doesn't look at, like, anything like that as romantic anyways. He looks at it all oh, yeah. as purely, like, as a I've said, like, yeah. Elon Musk is basically asexual. Yeah. If it were an option for him to have babies by, like, single-cell <laughs> division, he would absolutely do so. He is not interested in women. And then give you a logical explanation as to why that's the right. He's like, well, I've only got so much time in the day, right? And the amount of time it it's takes. It's about to efficiency <laughs> only. I bet if he was here, he would deny those claims. I agree with I Ian, though. He seems to like the ladies. Yeah. Well, let's see if he refutes me then. Yeah. That's well, a challenge. So, Step up to the plate, bro. <laughs> so, so these are some of the other po posts that were being uh, very negative towards Johnny Depp. It says everyone, or towards Johnny Depp and, and towards Rihanna. Rih yeah. Rihanna, 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 Rihanna. Don't say Rihanna. Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Rihanna is just the colloquial way to say it. Everyone is shocked that Rihanna supports Johnny Depp uh, as if she wasn't posing with Nicki Minaj and her sex offender husband last year. Now, this is actually true. And I went to Nicki Minaj's Instagram and saw the picture where she was posing with her and her husband who is in fact a registered sex offender and he is also on a year house arrest 
for not updating his status as in the sex offender registry. When they moved. Yeah. Uh, when you move to a new jurisdiction, so he is, you have to like let as far the local as I know, know, still on house arrest for that reason. That's true. Uh, <laughs> some of the other ones, it says Rihanna giving Johnny Depp clout is actually a really good example of why it means nothing when someone says, quote, as a victim of domestic violence, I support Johnny Depp. Like, sorry, you know, uh, like that you went through that. Like, sorry, you went through that. However, it is still n very not OK to support abusers. I think what they're misinterpreting there is that what that person's saying is that as a domestic ab uh, abuse victim, I was able to look at the facts of this case and I don't find him guilty. Not that I believe that he was guilty and that's OK. Yeah, but I also think it's questionable to decide that just because someone has been the victim of domestic abuse that they're able to clear someone of allegations or be sure that they are guilty yeah. or not like that's not your place right. or your authority to do that that's for the legal system to figure out and you're also not in charge of the court of public opinion as much as you can try to be um i think so like i saw people saying because Rihanna is like this person said Rihanna is a survivor herself she knows one when she sees one why else would she invite him Thank sit you. and think about that one I don't know if you do know one when you see right. one just because you've experienced that before with Chris Brown and also and abuse takes many forms anyways so it's not like you could uh, you'd be able to pick that person out of a isn't that judging literally judging a book by its cover yeah like, and I I heard um on a podcast that Rihanna did with Oprah Winfrey, actually, she fully said that she uh, forgives Chris Brown and still wishes him well, and they have no hard feelings, no grudge. Do you think that it's possible that she was uh, she feels some amount of guilt, like that she uh, acted out in like the it was a mutually bad relationship? I mean, that's not at least the story guilt, that yeah. Chris Brown says yeah. happened. He yeah. says that she began the physical. Violence. altercation yep. but that he feels he overreacted there's a whole i mean that's like a whole cottage industry on the internet of women just beating up men in public because the man can't do anything about it like that's a whole thing of uh, videos that people watch i like, lived next door to this couple uh 10 years ago or so and i could hear through the walls i could hear him murmuring like murmur, murmur, and the guy'd come home and then they'd get into a fight and, and he would start hitting her sometimes thank you guys party on it's what a so great topic nice to hear that again and and one night i heard her walk into the room and be like, meh, meh, meh. And he was like, ma? Meh, 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 meh. And he went, meh, meh, meh. And he started to get, and then she, so she was egging him on. And then he started screaming and smashing furniture on the ground. And oh, she was man. screaming. So I called the cops. But she started it. She yeah. she provoked him with, with her words. I listened to it. It was crazy. And of course, Jeez. that doesn't, that doesn't totally... make it okay. Did you tell the cop that, that when they got there? No, that I didn't. Never, never, never. So that she never went... makes it okay. But there is two sides to every story. That was a Bill Burr skit where he talks yeah. about. He goes, "You think that they? He's like, you think that she was just like asking for directions?" And he's just like, Whoa. "Yeah, like, no." Right. Or do you think they were having some epic end of the relationship fight and she said something crazy or hit him first and then he responded? Like, it doesn't make it okay. But yeah. you have to understand there that, are the complexities. Yeah. To those real life situations that we're not privy to, yeah. and especially in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, case, I mean, it really was about defamation, not about abuse. But there are things that we just can't know about what happened between them behind closed doors, and Rihanna can't know. And just because she experienced similar things, she can't know, and she can't decide for the public what they think of Johnny Depp. But 
I think that PR-wise, this will be good for her brand. It will. And it's good for Johnny Depp. And it kind of feels like maybe like, like, she, like a, no matter what you think these celebrities are, who they are, they don't live in the same world as you and they don't judge anything by the same metrics that you do. Definitely. That, that normal people do. Also, there are people that had to go and somehow try to make this political. There was this thing from Breitbart where Drew Dixon, she says, Johnny Depp has, has been embraced as a hero by unhinged right-wing misogynist extremists and now has been invited to appear at the Savage X Fenty show. Uh, never expected such a powerful woman to succumb to the Me Too backlash. Really disappointing uh, at Rihanna. They can't, uh, they can't get away from anything and not make it political in some fashion or other. And the other thing is, this also shed light onto what's going on with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and Angelina Jolie right now. Yeah. Because his name, uh, he has recently had allegations made against him by his ex-wife. Uh, and the public isn't, at least not buying it offhand. They're like, we need more The framing of like Depp versus Heard has definitely changed the way that the public responds to these public uh, figures having legal disputes about like domestic violence. And this isn't just domestic violence. We actually know that the FBI investigated a situation where uh, Brad Pitt allegedly got in an altercation with his son on an airplane going across state lines. That's why it ended up in the FBI's jurisdiction. That's part of it. But there's also the legal disputes that they have after their split for their shared property. Um, And, I mean, that's a whole other situation where they had, like, this vineyard and it... uh, And then there was also... I remember a story about how Brad Pitt uh, wanted to find ancient gold... Yes, on property. Underneath... (laughs) The, underneath the foundations of their shared property. It's also suspect for him because every time these things, she every time Angelina Jolie keeps talking about this now, it's right when he has a movie coming out. She did it when Bullet Train was coming out and now yeah. she's doing it when Babylon's coming out. So she's he, like... It's sinister, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it makes sense if you want the most eyes on it. But the two things he he's, he's leading in, Babylon, which is an interesting story given that uh, he's about to put out a Harvey Weinstein... Yeah, uh, dramatized like movie about the fall of Harvey Weinstein. What is Babylon? Babylon about is about the early days of Hollywood and what it took in those uh, that Wild West type of period to stay in the spotlight. Yeah. So um, I know Margot Robbie is also in it. So uh, just on that grounds alone, I want to see it. And uh, this new Harvey Weinstein related film is called She Said, and. Um, we were talking about that also because Harvey Weinstein's lawyers wanted to postpone his current trial in L.A. past the release of that movie so that the media would die down about it. But they they were denied yeah. that request. Havery Weinstein, as I said. Havery Wa- Weinstein, Steinwein. As I said in the thumbnail. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, at the very least, it's forcing people to be more hello. It's forcing people to be more... Um, <laughs> to be more uh, Cautioned more when they discerning. throw out, when, when more discerning when they when they hear allegations and they're not just going to react emotionally and just take someone's word for it because as soon as one false claim or uh, uh, of that of that uh, kind comes forward, then everyone suffers after that. It's kind of like building calluses on your fingers as a musician. The Me Too movement slowly calloused up the minds of the masses, and now they're just like, show me the evidence. Well, they, yeah, and they, and they realize that you can't uh, put either neither men nor women on a pedestal, otherwise you're ripe to be manipulated emotionally when you do that. So. And I know this is impossible because 
the nature of celebrities in legal disputes is that it's salacious and the media will obsess over it and people will make opinions about it and that even has a risk of influencing the jury. But what I said throughout Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard was I just don't have an opinion on this because I don't know these people. I don't know what happened behind closed doors between them and really this just makes everyone on every side look so ugly and it's being used as a proxy war between men and women where these two individuals who are who are very troubled and very unique and who have not lived a life anything like an ordinary person are in a dispute that somehow represents the the gender-based war going on in the culture right now and they don't represent all men or all women. It's not a good comparison to what the general population goes through when it comes to their gender dynamics yeah. with people of the opposite sex. And I don't like the comparisons between any of these celebrity trials, like yeah. Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson. They are not an analog to Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's just not how it works. They're individual people with their own unique case and details and relationship and experience. So I don't like the media circus picking up on each one of these things just so it can mirror Deb versus Heard. And let's face it, like you're never going to get that much interest on a regular case uh, no. of just Joe Schmo 32 on Twitter who's got a case coming up against his ex-wife because people just won't take the interest in that that they do in celebrities, but it's also And Joe Schmo version. shouldn't think that Johnny Depp did anything to advance his cause. Nope. Joe Schmo was not Johnny Depp. Neither of them should. Uh, yeah. Uh, you should not look for these people for any type of uh, way of uh, getting ahead in the world, nor should you look at them as uh, examples, shining examples of how to treat other people. Exactly. So, all right, let's go to Super Chats. Hobbit said, already bought the genocide. Well, that's uh, an interesting turn of phrase. Bought it on iTunes. <laughs> on oh, iTunes, yeah. yes. Clint said, howdy people. Ian Carter, excellent job on the genocide song slash video. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you, guys. I like the video a lot. I like the... Uh, I thought Alex looked the... I agree. The, the, I enjoyed Alex's... That part was fun. Yes, I enjoyed Alex's face the most out of all of them. If you haven't seen it yet, it's. I, I really think you could just search genocide on YouTube, and it's the first thing that <laughs> I'm comes pretty up. sure it is. And when the feds come really? knocking, be like, look, yeah. it's yeah, innocent. I think we're going to be okay. Hobbit said, nice hat, Brett. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, people always complain. What's that logo? That's the Minnesota Twins. Okay. Um, I, I wear uh, Twins hats, but the ones I wear tend to not be fitted, so I wear most of my non-fitted hats backwards. What's so, with uh, the C? That looks like Cleveland. Uh, it's Twin Cities. Uh, oh, so it's, okay. Uh, TC, it's, oh, this okay. is the their logo post-1995. Before that, they had an M logo. Stephen Cohn said, another kick-ass song, Carter. Thank you. Thank you. Tim and Ian and Kent for putting, man, Kent really knocked it out of the park on this one. And Chris for deep faking quite a lot of the uh, extra faces. He put my face on Alex Jones. Uh, no, he put Alex Jones's face on mine to be transplanted onto somebody else. It looked really creepy. Oh, I didn't know that. But really good. How it worked. How long did it take? I have no idea. <laughs> a week, less than a week. We shot it last Saturday. As I say, I remember you guys working on it last week. Yeah, we shot it in the morning in like uh, an hour and a half probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the filming wasn't that bad. Um, we just kind of sang, we all sang through the song twice, I think, yeah. and then 
came up with some cool ideas on the spot. But yeah, Ian, dude, you knocked it out of the park with the <laughs> uh, my own self criticism. Keep your chin down. On, uh, we're going camera. True. My my neck is up like this because I'm like trying to. But yeah. chin down, chin yeah. down. You can see my neck. I'm looking at it right now. I like the fear in your eyes, though. <laughs> Thank great, you. It was genuine. Nice touch. Yeah. Johnny Beck said hippo character. Oh, I don't know. What is this? A hippo? Um, looks like a dinosaur. Is it a dinosaur or a hippo? I have no Let idea. us know. That's a very good Nathan question. Nathan Settlemeyer said, "Ian, have you heard the song Bad Vibrations from a Day to Remember? Every time I hear it, I think of you. No homo." <laughs> I have not heard. <laughs> I, I, I have not song. heard have that. You? No, I've never heard that. No. I haven't either, but I've heard Day to Remember. Obviously, Day to Remember. Potatoes for Seamus said, don't leave us kids unattended anymore. LOL, when you guys were out, center conservative mom apparently kidnapped me and made me elope with her at the Waffle House. Which Waffle House? That's, oh, my goodness. That's a good question. What if someone met their spouse through the PCC live chat? That, that would happened? be, uh, that That'd be would a good be awesome. goal. Yeah. It's almost definitely happened over at IRL. Yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. Center oh, Conservative yeah. Mom 98 said, LOL, don't believe a word Potato says. Well, yeah, of course not. <laughs> Caper2x said, Elon is not interested in women since when? He No, he's interested in reproducing. And if he were able to do that without the help of women, I believe See, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. Otherwise, he wouldn't discern out and look for such hot women. Uh, I, I think he... But he also looks for other factors, like them being... Well, what, what the hell clout? factor? What like factor got him to want to hang creativity out with? and intelligence. Well, what of those does Amber Heard have? Oh. She has clout. She didn't have clout at that time. She has clout, and she she's evil, so she's got to be slightly smart. So he's like, if I to, need an evil CEO. To manipulate people. Yeah. you got to right. be smart to manipulate. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of appealing attributes <laughs> from her. but Well, physically, yeah. She's gorgeous. But the rest of it, not so much. Uh, what was her kid's name again? Unog or something? Something like that. Weird. What the heck? Potatoes for Seamus said, anyone who hasn't checked out the new song from Tim Cast, go check it check it out do it do it do it do it waffles sensei said hashtag believe all potatoes potatoes we will not we will not listen and believe joe biden is a <laughs> beep said liked the new song well it's good to, thing to know that joe biden liked the song i'm glad you guys and like other it. things yeah Rega tan said welcome back pcc gang i miss you guys still waiting for that radio mix of only ever wanted carter and also Carter, please play Elden Ring. <laughs> I need to ask a question. Elden Ring. What uh, what constitutes making something a radio mix? I always thought it just was a, sm a shorter version of the song for radio play. Um, essentially, yeah. Um, but I mean, that could also come with some remastering, and um, you know, for for only ever wanted specifically, we would probably cut out like the intro. Yeah. Because it's really long and it's an instrumental, and they get you want to get right quicker. into it, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you only got like two minutes and thirty seconds on the radio, if that. So, mm -hmm. I should have come up with a list. I have like a bunch of songs that, like, once you hear the album version, it's totally different than the original. Yeah, yeah. probably want to pull the swear words out for the radio yeah. mix. Oh, too. we don't have any. In. Do we? Ha I don't think well, we, we ever wanted. Yeah, that one's clean. Everything's been clean. I think that we've done so. Yeah, far. yeah. I started trying to write only clean lyrics a long time ago. So you may as well. Right. You know, unless you really are feeling that swear word, there's more creative ways to I try you know, to plug it in a grammar. I save my swear words on here as much as, much as possible for You have to let swear. them out before the show. Yes. I, 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 I. Sometimes the poetry calls for it, though. I will say that. Greg Duvier said, off topic, but great job on the music video. Carter and Ian really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Thank and you, I man. wanted to follow. Have you played Elden Ring? 
No. Are you familiar with it? I am not. They want you to play it. What is it? It's like a Dark Souls version kind of game, but it's online, massive multiplayer online game. I played RuneScape for like 15 <laughs> years, so maybe I'd be into this. That's funny. I did a lot of Ultima online. Adrian181 said, Brett, today's PCC episode ends in 6. Do you know what day it is? It is Friday. I, I don't get the... I don't what get the does that mean? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm is lost. it about like how you like the... The order. That's what I thought, but it won't. Because now go? Monday will end in Monday will start at a seven, and that's okay. not good for anything. In fact, one of the reasons I wanted, I almost, I almost thought about not doing the show today so that we could start Monday on a six, so that it would end on a zero. You're insane. Potatoes for Seamus said, "Don't believe what center conservative mom says. Send help, JK. <laughs> LOL." Oh, someone. People are saying that Elden Ring's not an MMO. Then oh. that's my. I haven't played it yet, but I guess it's what is it like a single player game mm-hmm. with multiplayer abilities or something like that? Okay. Yeah, that's actually the reason I didn't buy it is because it's not an MMO. So I'm googling it, but I can't figure it out right now. Nathan yeah. Settlemeyer said, "Free taters." So it, Where? are we freeing taters, uh, potatoes for Seamus from the clutches of Senator Conservative Mom? Is that or what we're saying? Or do we get free home fries or home or free potatoes? Yeah. Nessa Ludden said, "Their perception is their reality." Depp heard Pitt Jolie difficult to really believe unless with substantial facts and evidence. Well, with extraordinary claims must require extraordinary evidence. I've seen no such thing here. Dragon Stallion 1001 said they call me Tater Salad. Ah, do they now? Okay. Let's hold off on the rest. Okay, let's, let's, there let's are a lot on. here. Guys, we're going to move on. All right, so I've got a bunch of news related, related to DC. Related? Related isn't a word, guys. It is so now. It says, <laughs> it yeah, is now. it is now. James Gunn but is butting heads with Dwayne The Rock Johnson over DCU political direction. It's not the DCEU anymore either, guys. It's just the DCU. They've changed They're, that. I Copying can't deal Marvel. with this instability yep. and the unpredictable nature of DC at this point. So, so the, the biggest thing to take away from this is that David Zaslav, who is the head over at Warner Brothers Discovery even tried to get Kevin Feige. He tried to snatch him from War- from Marvel, which is a bull. And Kevin Feige move. was like politely, oh, no, thank, no thank, you. thank you. I have gainful employment so, at Disney. So what we have right now is essentially like uh, The Rock, who has a lot of clout because he's a big name in Hollywood, and James Gunn, who is now the head of DC Films, are butting heads because they want to take the, the franchises in very different directions. The Rock wants to make it about Black Adam, obviously, because he's Black Adam. I don't dislike that as much as other people do. I would rather somebody be into it and want to be committed to every project, even if it is a bit vain. And James Gunn wants to take it more in the direction of focusing on the Suicide Squad uh, and Amanda Waller. The cool thing about that is, is basically... both of them have flaws. So The Rock wants to make it like basically Black Adam versus the Suicide he Squad wants, he versus wants Justice DCU League. to become Black Adam universe. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is is the, the thing that works about it is he's pitching it more as like a versus movie where there's a lot of fighting. And I think that given their lack of high-end writing credits, they're better off making a movie with a lot more action. Whereas what James Gunn wants to do is he wants to make it more of a political thriller about the trial of Amanda Waller. Uh, if you've, I don't know if you know what the Suicide Squad is, but basically Basically, the Suicide Squad is a group called Task Force X, which uh, are basically criminals that have had bombs implanted in their heads that the government then uses them to conduct uh, government black ops. And if they don't follow the rules, they just 
explode. Yeah, they their get their heads. Uh, and, and what they want to do is they want to turn. Uh, they want to make it about the trial of Amanda Waller, meaning she gets caught using this right. very very illegal group of people to do uh, government black ops, and they want to turn it into a political thriller. I like that huh. concept. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think Viola Davis is actually big enough. Like literally not big <laughs> enough. Amanda Waller in the comics is a very wide person. She's called the Wall. Uh, I don't like she's uh, I don't think that uh, it's going to be difficult to match someone's comic book stature anyway if it's super strength or just like overweight or like heights differences they're going to exist so I I think it's more about like how you play with your face if they were to if they were to play to their strengths I would trust them more to make a good versus movie with a lot of fighting than I would to believe that they could make a well done well rounded Mm -hmm. nuanced political thriller based around the character of Amanda Waller I don't think they really have the skills uh, in their writing team to do that perhaps James Gunn could pull that off but is he going to have the time to write and direct this movie when he's running the whole studio well Superhero movies are going to have politicized elements to their storylines, regardless of what they're actually about. I lean toward preferring James Gunn's vision. And it's funny that they say that Dwayne Johnson and James Gunn differ in the political direction that they want. Because Dwayne Johnson only wants Dwayne Johnson direction. That's not a political direction that is an egotistical I think preference. they're better off with the I think they're he, better off with the Rock's direction. But he is playing a character that objectively is not a flagship character in DC. He can become that though. Neither sure. Was, I understand that that's his the, angle. Deadpool was but kind of like, a useless character till Reynolds came along. To frame yeah. Black Adam as the new like DC Thanos when he was previously just a peripheral character mm-hmm. in the comics. It's rather presumptuous. And but I also don't see Amanda Waller as a Thanos in DC. And I think they need to get rid of the framing that they need a Thanos in yeah. DC altogether because they need to... Thank you! Oh. It's backwards for me. I actually love the idea of Amanda Waller as a Thanos-type character. I just don't think they have the, the strength in the writing and organization to be able to pull it off correctly. I, I like that idea of a political thriller in DC over the idea of the Suicide Squad and the Justice League and Amanda Waller all teaming up against Black yep. Adam because he's just so evil. Like, I, I don't understand his character or his motivations, let alone why he should take such precedence in the story. Also, it is fair to point out that they would have an easier time getting the Suicide Squad actors together with Amanda Waller and Viola Davis than they would be able to get all of the Justice League characters back just because they're bigger actors with uh, far more clout and they could ask for more money. You're going to have an easier time getting back Idris Elba and uh, Viola Davis and all the people that were on the Suicide Squad at the end there. I don't remember the other actors. Um... Uh, you would have a better time getting those characters back together. They don't even have Rick Flagg. Uh, Peacemaker, I guess, could come back because John Cena's got his show still. You'd have an easier time getting them on board than getting Gal Gadot to come back for a movie that's not Wonder Woman 3, than getting Ben Affleck back for another movie because he'd have to get back in shape for it. Uh, Superman's obviously, he'll come back, but there's already... Also, remember, The Rock and James Gunn are like... They're both heavily active on social media. And The Rock, who is like, whenever he says something on social media, it just feels so corporate. He didn't wish James Gunn like a, any type of congratulations when he got named head of the studio. There's been which, complete social media yeah, silence. Which tells me problems. 
even uh, though the rock part. is framing himself to be enthusiastically fans first a yeah. super fan of the franchise and he wants to be a trusted advisor he also is just presuming that he should have more authority over it than he's been given yeah uh, and, but the thing is, I think that they're, they should play to their strengths, and that's to not put as much thought into it. I, yeah. I don't think they have the capability to make to none of those movies have shown me that they can do that. There's some good heart to the Suicide Squad sequel that James Gunn made. There are bright spots in the stuff that Zack Snyder made, although I would say that narratively they're very clunky and all over the place. Dark tone for the sake of dark tone isn't going to appeal to everyone. There isn't enough consistency to prove that they could take on something as nuanced as making a superhero political thriller based around the evil actions of a woman that doesn't have superpowers. If done correctly, would be a far superior movie, but the chances of that coming out as well as just a movie with a bunch of people beating each other up is not as good. So I say go the until you've got your footing and you've proven to people that you can make more than one movie in a row that doesn't suck balls, uh, <laughs> then maybe you should stick to something a little bit simpler in the meantime. I mean, I thought Black Adam sucked balls, but I, that's but, just me. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the bar is low. I liked Black Adam because it didn't try to be more than it needed to be, and it was kind of just a silly superhero movie. Also, I want to point out that they're talking that uh, – John Campion mentioned that they may, may, may be moving up the release of Man of Steel 2, meaning that they could start shooting as early as February of this year. We'll next, see. Of next of, year. Uh, did I say this year? <laughs> yeah. Of next year, yes, yes. He's already started filming. Yeah. Went back in time. So th that would be interesting. They're talking They're, about Brainiac as a villain. Yeah. Uh, and, and they also talked about possibly making Wonder Woman 3, meaning the, the Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 3, a Trinity movie, meaning making it about the three main members of the Justice League, meaning Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Again, we're back to DC doing what they always do, which is make a bunch of announcements that they think people will clap like seals for and be like, or, oh my or, God, or, 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 or. it sounds so great. Which but they generally do clap like seals. <laughs> but, but the problem is they never follow through. They never actually deliver on any of these promises. And so uh, if Zaslav needs to do one thing, he needs to start reining these people in and not making announcements or gossip uh, willy-nilly. And, and they need mm -hmm. to start coming up with a cohesive plan and don't make any announcements until something is actually on the books yeah i mean i'm excited for this uh penguin series actually now that i've thought about it more it's less of a commitment for me than uh, watching a movie why it's gonna be like eight hours you have to watch no if i watch the whole thing if i if i just watch the pilot though then i can drop off whenever i want no oh, well uh, I, I'm that way. Like I, I I'm not. I'm, more I'm not into a, that idea. I'm not a completionist. I, I watched. I finally got around to episode three of the Peripheral last night, and I stopped like halfway through. I'll, I'll probably finish it this weekend. I can't believe you're actually gonna finish the I, Peripheral. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna finish it. It was like aggressively mediocre. It was fairly mediocre. Uh, so, so yeah, this is this announcement that they could make Wonder Woman 3 a Trinity movie. It would be interesting to see them try to use the same characters that Zack Snyder used, meaning uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, Henry Cavill's Superman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, uh, but not under the direction of uh, Zack Snyder to see what well, Patty Jenkins would do with it. There but was given this how statement bad... like, don't count out Zack Snyder just yet, and yeah. they were talking about like Justice League 2. Hey, I have no problem with Snyder. I know a lot of people hate those movies, but I have no problem with... In a world where all superhero movies are annoyingly like when everything Marvel makes has to be annoyingly self-referential and co comedic a guy a, a bunch of people that take it way too seriously is kind of a refreshing change of pace for me so that never bothered me as yeah much dark as it for the sake of dark and a political thriller that takes itself way too seriously and is doing a commentary on 
you know, corruption and government. It's what I expect from Snyder, though. It's not what I would expect from Gunn. D- Gunn's not known for doing dark for the sake of dark. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I don't know if I, I would want uh, Patty Jenkins doing that, given how bad Wonder Woman 2 was. Wonder Woman 1 was fine, but from what I understand, Zack Snyder had a lot to say, had a lot of uh, input and influence on that script, right? Okay. Whereas Wonder Woman 2, which was just Patty Jenkins, um, is comedic and stupid, and they, they got rid oh. of her sword because swords are bad. And, what? Yeah. Uh, and phallic, too. Yes. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, it could be very, very interesting, but the, we're back in these cycles again where DC is making all these annoying announcements constantly, and I would rather see more finished products rather than endless buzz about stuff that never comes out. Well, now that we know there's a rumor going about that they're going to start filming for Man of Steel 2 that quickly and the turnaround would be that quick, then there's more salience to the point that Henry Cavill left The Witcher solely for joining the yeah. Superman project again. Yep. So that should be an interesting development. Um, it's also then, interesting to see that like um, Gunn wants to focus it more on Superman and uh, obviously The Rock wants to f- focus it more on Black Adam, but The Rock went out of his way to bring Superman back, so there's some disparate uh, information there. Had unintended consequences yeah. like, he with didn't that realize that, that He didn't realize by bringing back Henry Cavill, he was bringing back maybe the biggest name. I mean, it makes sense where The Rock thought that Black Adam was going with that storyline, yeah. that Superman is is working for Amanda Waller, and then he would team up with her and then begrudgingly team up with the Suicide Squad. Also, they can bring down Black Adam, which nobody cares about. I was thinking of uh, if they're looking for something like lower stakes, uh, they could do a movie where you pit the Secret Six against the Suicide Squad because the Suicide Suicide Squad are like tools of the government. They should. The Secret Six are evil for the sake of being evil. They keep trying to make grander and grander ideas that don't need to be that complicated. Stop making it that complicated. Boom, 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 sky beam. But the, the Rock is trying to have a whole, like, Infinity War yeah. scope for him being the main villain, and it's like, I don't know if anyone cares about Black Adam yeah. that much. With none of the planning. Right, with none yeah. of the planning. Yep. All right, and then we had some, there was some Marvel news as well, right? There yes, was, uh, there was. Uh, uh, it looks like with the introduction of the X-Men into Marvel, into the MCU... Um, they are going to race swap as many of the X-Men actors and actresses as possible. Also remember, you can't say X-Men anymore because... X-Mixin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you serious? I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm doing better. I I take it back. I take it all back. Yes. Um, But it looks like they're even willing to leave money on the table if it means that they get their diversity, equity, inclusion ends met. Yep. Uh, basically, the idea would be that they would introduce the uh, Fox versions of the X Men characters uh, as like a soft launch into. Then they can then they can change them midway through and kind yeah. of pull a bait and switch. So there's also a this was interesting to me a toy industry expert uh, who weighed in in this article and revealed that Disney is okay with taking a loss if it means that they can remove white characters from the MCU. He noted that focus groups have indicated large majority of fans don't want any of this in their superhero entertainment, but that one of the main objectives at Disney and Marvel is to continue to transit from white men, even if this means leaving money on the table. 
Unfortunately, they realize, unfortunately, white men are the money in the whole revenue stream chain, which includes multiple viewings, more merch at higher price points, secondary media spends, etc. We want to give the minimum possible needed to get the most that we can out of them. We'll have to throw them a couple of bones. (laughs) So even though white men in these roles are leading the most audience to watch the movies and also the shows... They are doing everything they possibly can to expel them from the franchise in favor of race-swapped characters, which is not only insulting to the white actors that were previously in those roles successfully, but it's also insulting to just throw something derivative at a non-white actor or actress. And they never just use different characters. They always never, have to never. because they don't want to market new characters. And now they're using so many peripheral, irrelevant characters that you never even knew of before, race-swapping them in the first time you see them on screen so that nobody even remembers the original iteration. Yep, that's the point. Right. Yep. And it's it's scary that they're trying to and you, and you just do like, this under our noses because everyone sees what's happening. It's 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 um it's one of those things where like it, and you kind of just get dragged out by it like when they when they did it to Hawkman I just stopped caring I just like whatever. they did it to Black Adam yeah, yeah. also like, like and and we're just expected to not notice how intentional it is yeah it's not even the race swap in and of itself that bothers people it's knowing that a boardroom sat around a table and talked about how they can minimize. Well, really, talked about how how can we brainwash our fans who are so brutish and and racist into being less racist? We're going to change the characters they like. Because they think that low of the audience. Yep. Well, that's that's the number one thing with most of this stuff is you see a certain level of disdain from the executives and from the actors yeah. for as if they look at this stuff as uh, secondary, uh, as if uh, the people who like this stuff are second class citizens and not as auteur and intelligent as them. So most recently, Wonder Man has been recast with Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yep. That is race swapped in the MCU officially. That series is going to come out on Disney Plus. And there are a couple of other series. Uh, There's a Vision series starring Paul Bettany that's going to come out also. And then a spinoff of WandaVision uh, called Agatha Coven of Chaos. Mm -hmm. It's going to star Katherine Hahn and it's also going to have... Joe Locke and Aubrey Plaza, weirdly enough. The the Catherine Hahn part of that, this is a bit of a weird aside, is like the funniest like success, Hollywood success story ever. She was um she played like a secretary on a, a on a really weird show called Crossing Jordan in like 2004 where it was about a medical examiner in Boston, uh, Dr. Jordan Cavanaugh, and she just played this kind of peripheral second character. <laughs> and if there was any actor in that had like uh, Miguel Fer- Fer- Ferreira, had, uh, and it's not Deborah Messing, I always forget the actress's name, but like uh, it was a very early role for Mah- Mahershala Ali. And out of all the people to like make it in Hollywood later, it would not have been Catherine Hahn that I would have expected mm. I mean, I don't know if I would consider a Marvel spinoff series making it in Hollywood, but I'm sure I, it pays well. I, I think it is. I, I think uh, I think I mean, it's more like going for a, an obscure television show, like network television show in 2004. So remember, she was already. Yeah. So she's she's not this is not meant to be rude, but she's aging out. Right. Yeah. She's uh, on the older end of the spectrum for an actress. So she found her success. So far is Elizabeth later. Olsen, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, so she found her success much later. I mean, so is. um 
I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of the She-Hulk actress again. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany is also in that yeah. age bracket. So I think they're intentionally also... Aging them up. Aging up, yeah, lead female characters. Maybe even older than the average male characters that they're casting. I don't know. Jill Hennessy, that was the name of the actress I couldn't think of. Seems to be part of their agenda. Yeah, um, so, but I, just, I thought that was interesting because she, so, she was young in that show and that was in like the early 2000s. Uh, while we were away, I was looking at Twitter uh, when people were talking about Coven of Chaos and I firstly saw Joe Locke. He kind of had his breakout role in Heartstopper on Netflix, which is like an LGBT rom-com type of thing. And he had a love interest, Kit Connor, in Heartstopper. And now all of these fans want his character in the Marvel show to have a romance, a romance subplot with the same actor that played his love interest in his first role. Yeah. Unrelated. Because That's the comics Twitter. don't matter. No. They're just weirdos who want to insert their weird preferences into shows. Entertainment really died when shipping became a thing. Dude, the shipping, I also, I, I'm obligated to say, like, the conversation about race-swapping Wonder Man was so creepy and disgusting. It was, like, actually disturbing to see people saying the things they were saying about Wonder Man because they wanted a romance subplot between the new Wonder Man, played by a, by a black man, and... Wanda, Scarlet Witch, yeah. in, and then they wanted to basically like cuck Vision, like it, like actually. I didn't even know there was a Wonder Man. Twitter like, is I'm not just a, learning Twitter this is now. not a good place to be. <laughs> like they were they were saying this disgusting stuff like oh like uh, Scarlet Witch she she needs a black man she like who thinks like, like who God. says things like that um, it's so yeah, weird. It's weird. It's and, weird and they were like wow like vision is so over also we hate remember him. like comics like it, it should never be like you should be talking about what fantastic adventures they can go on not uh who they're sleeping with which is what it always comes back it was to incredibly people. creepy yeah. it's unrelated to the plot line of the show this is fan fiction it's yeah. just from yes. tumblr like if you want to see that so badly, why don't you just write the fan fiction yourself, you weirdo? One of the worst things that happened to society was the was when all the Tumblrites like descended on the rest of the social media spectrum when when they started cracking down uh, on porn there, and then all the creeps on Tumblr started like infecting other platforms like Twitter and. Uh, Apparently, dude. porn is coming back to Tumblr. I was unaware of this until a couple of days ago. I didn't Someone know told ever me. Left. <laughs> it, well, they they made it against their TOS in like maybe 2019 or yeah, something. something like that. And then they've just recently decided to switch it back apparently and yeah. that's going to ruin Tumblr for me because I like the fact that no one is on there. <laughs> yeah, I have one from like 15 years ago. I'm about to Google it now and see if it's still there, but I basically I never used use it. Tumblr as if it's Pinterest like just for pictures and I liked when a, there was a mass exodus because of the new porn ban on there. Vice is reporting that they're bringing back nudity but not porn. What's Tumblr. the difference? Uh, no penetration. One's artistic and one is not. Uh, sure, at the sure. Very least, <laughs> at the very least, the DC stuff is talking about stories they can tell right. about who's sleeping with who. The like, MCU fans are incredibly Weird. creepy and mentally deranged. And I guess porn is now infecting the MCU. Yeah. Because I, they can't make it 
for themselves. It's weird like when people are like, please, fantasy creator, make that fantasy character do some fantasy thing. Otherwise, I can't sleep at night. And it's like, dude, right. just make it up. Just pretend. Right. It's okay. It's you know? still in your head. Like, yeah. it's okay. You can have an imagination. You know these You're people allowed. aren't real, right? They don't know that. And, and when I saw these tweets, I just thought, like, how dehumanizing and disgusting to speak about someone, like, a real person that way. Yeah. They were saying, like, I, I'm sure some of you have, like, heard the phrase, like, once you go... Uh, yes. you can never go back. Like, what, what do you mean? I'm kidding. <laughs> like, they were saying that about a race swapped character, and it's like, is that what race swapping is about now? Apparently, just dehumanizing everyone feels that it's way. gross. That's it's, the racist it's, it's, part it's, it's, of it. And then you're taking right. all the fun out of comic book movies yeah. and shows. Like, the mo- the thing that should be most obviously just for fun and entertainment purposes only, like you're taking all the fun out of it by being. This is creep. why I consistently push for them to not think so hard. Well, it's funny because <laughs> like once people started, you know, getting what they were demanding, now it's leaked into comics. Yeah. Now they want fan fiction injected into the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, and now they're getting it, maybe. I don't it's know. Uh, like, listen to the fans, but maybe don't listen to the... Not listen all to the, fans, the fans, but, though. But don't listen to Twitter. <laughs> right. They're bots, yes. not people. Listen to listen to people who want you to be accurate to the source material, not people that just want you to make a bunch of changes because they asked so. I'm worried about the X-Men getting incorporated in... Sorry, the X-Mixin <laughs> being incorporated into the MCU because... I heard that Kiki Palmer is vying for the role of Rogue. She dressed up as Rogue for Halloween, and I guess that's just the way that celebrities are going to Shoot position that's themselves. That's their audition? Is yeah. their that's, their, that's the audition now, Kim because Kardashian then Kim Kardashian dressed up as Mystique. Yeah. So we're hmm. looking at the prospect of a Kiki Palmer and Kim Kardashian-led X-Men. Thank you. Well, movie. just because I'm this show's official Kim Kardashian stan, I support this option, especially since I don't care. You but. got to see her in the like latex Mystique. suit. Get yeah. over it. Let's go. But it's apparently that's that's how celebrities are going to position themselves to get casted in the MCU now. You just dress up. You cosplay. It's kind of brilliant. And, and pretend that they actually liked him growing up when they probably didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Super Chats. All right. Uh, Tyler Hogue said, couldn't find you guys Tuesday. So when I'm back and... Oh, so I went back and finished Monday's episode. You guys should post on your Twitter when you're taking a break. I uh, thought we did. I'm sorry. We we uh, we mentioned it on the Monday show that we were taking a break. But yeah, in future, if we take a couple of days off, uh, we'll put up a, either a post on the um, Instagram uh, comment section. Not comment section. Was it on the community tab? We didn't make a community tab post, but we, oh, we made sorry. the announcement. But I tr- that's why I tried to mention it on multiple on the Friday episode and on the Monday episode that we were taking a couple of days off. So. But Sorry for what we did to you guys. And thank you we for coming back. We won't abandon you again. Thank you for coming back. That's what's important. You're back. Yeah. Nathan yeah. Settlemeyer said, what's taters precious? What? I don't know. Taters are precious, though. And then he said, Joe Schmo caught a case from your mom. <laughs> Poor Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo 32. We need to have like an actual AI. We need to have an AI art program designed Joe Schmo 32 for us. Joe Schmo 32 is every man. Yes. Doug Bernard said, video reminds me of R.E.M.'s Bad Day video. I've never seen it. I haven't either. Uh, me neither. I love R.E.M. I though. probably heard the song. Nate Parrott said, Phoenix Point, Ian, it's turn-based, so you can put the controller down in mid-turn. Could the, put the controller down mid-turn and grab a cup of Krigler coffee. 
Delicious, by the way. I Highly didn't know recommend. That existed. It does, and it's awesome. Craigler <laughs> Coffee. Is it CraiglerCoffee.com? I think it is. Okay. Do we have any? Uh, yeah, try it. I have some in my room oh, for cool. sure. <laughs> Let's see if I can point you to it. F off said, I still play RuneScape. Haha, <laughs> get it, brother. Yeah, I saw that. Do what you kinda... still play RuneScape at all? Nobody really ever quits RuneScape. You just take long breaks. <laughs> Come back to it. I have my character. It's what kind of what you. kind of class is your character? I was a pure mage. So I had like 99 magic, I think, which is as high as you can get. And then I would uh, drag and dagger people down. I had like a whip. I got a Santa hat, old Santa hat. It's one of those really rare drops from like 15 years ago. It's worth like legit cash yeah. right now. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I remember us talking about RuneScape or something, like when we were going to the casino. I never played RuneScape. I've only played Ultima. I tried to get into RuneScape later, but because it was ancient graphics and I didn't have the nostalgia understanding, I didn't. I just kind of over. I mean, it was also, I'm doing other things now. Right. 40s, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. I I mean, I tried to to get into uh, WoW back when it was like, I think my friend gave me like all eight discs to uh, download and I was on like the seventh one and my computer memory was out. I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and it's probably good because people get addicted to that game. Yeah. Toy yeah. News Quarterly said, please go vote everyone. That's Thank right. You. Toy News Quarterly. Cool channel. Check it oh, out. really? I'm, I'm saying I'll have to check it out. Okay. I think because I think we checked it out. I think they they'd, uh, left a super chat before and I checked it out. I'm going to look oh. it up. Okay. Kai Rain said five bucks for Mary because she's cute and I am apparently horrible at finances. That seems like a backhanded compliment at the end there. Yeah. Like it's like you're cute, but I'm also bad but, with money. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe you're, you're like, is that to say that like to justify to the five dollars, it should have been cute. You should have been cuter. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> now I'm mad. So you really waste your money. Bobby said great video, Ian and Carter. Happy Friday, y'all. Ian, have you heard of a music group called Spongle? The Negative. only way I can describe it is the first thing I thought was Ian would love this. Spongle. S H P O N G L E. Huh. Cool name. Nathan Settlemeyer said Ian would love your mom. <laughs> is Nathan that true? Settlemeyer that true? also oh, yeah. said, I hope Nightcrawler is black. Probably. T-Bone said, Ian, can't believe you're on, and it's not Friday. Carter, nice to finally get Wait, to say hi. Wait, what do you mean hi. it's not Friday? Am I getting gaslit hey. right now? I don't know. I think you are, yeah. It is Friday. <laughs> you're confused, man. I'm like, <laughs> I, I read that earlier. I'm like, huh? He said, uh, nice to finally get to say hi to Carter. Also, wonderful Hello. job on the new song. I love it. Thank you. By the way, uh, I received word maybe 10 minutes ago that we're just under Taylor Swift for number one. We bumped Sam Smith off. Sam and Taylor. We're between Sam Smith and Taylor Swift. Are these on the iTunes Top 100? I don't think it's fully, like, cached yet uh, because we're still showing up as, like, six. But What's the Sam Smith song? Got a direct source that says we're two. Yeah, number two, iTunes Top 100. Nice. Yeah, so if you guys want to make Taylor Swift cry, (laughs) we can do that. It's not that that. difficult either. But what was Sam Smith's I don't even know. Unholy, Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Yeah, that... Okay, I was actually playing that song. I think that you were here, Brett, but I was playing it because it, like, I hate it so much Why? that I was hate listening to it. It was like the dumbest lyrics ever. Hate listening and hate watching waves on your soul eventually. 
Very I was just I needed stuff. to know like just for sure that I was justified in hating. Okay, it, right. you know, I, I I have like I actually don't like the concept of hate watching. A lot of people like hate watching stuff, and it, it's pretty common. And like if you host shows like this, like people like you watch something that other people don't want to watch because then they can kind of get their review from it from you. But to me, watching something that just makes me angry just weighs on me mentally. I used to hate watch Britney Spears. Then I realized <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> and that right, was why I was watching. Right, you can't not. Yeah. That's I made a whole thing. website about this because I watched a shitty movie on Netflix and I made Notflix, which turned it into Nawflix because oh, I, I think they have yeah. the domain. But yeah, you can go and write a terrible review. I don't think it's functional anymore because it's been a while. But That's funny. <sighs> Born Mexican, raised in America, said, I am no longer giving my money to Marvel. I will not be watching Black Panther 2. I will not suppo- support woke garbage. I- I'll tell you what, guys. When I found out the runtime for Black Panther 2, I literally deflated and almost started crying. When I found out that I'm going to have to go spend two hours and 40 freaking minutes watching Which, this, no movie think about needs it, to be that long. Previews included, you are going to be sitting for over three hours. three hours. No movie needs to be that long. Black Adam was two hours, perfect runtime. It does not need to be longer Even than that's that. a little long. Me too. I think that too. But I, I was told. Spider-Man No Way Home was like two hours and 30 minutes. That's the exception, not the rule. Do not make it's your movies that long. They don't need to be. And then freaking generally... blast. And then, and then people were like, watch. and then you got to go watch Avatar. The, the way of the water. What was like, the three, three and a half? Hours. No. No. I'm Look, not giving you any people money. People love Avatar. Yeah, They're going to sit a, there and, and eat the popcorn. I, I'm you not, will you will watch a three and a half hour long trailer and you will like it. Yeah, you scum. I thought Avatar was kind of forgettable. Did you guys like it? Uh, no, Would and you? we've been. Like, I liked it. <laughs> okay, but we have been like completely razzed for not liking Avatar yeah. okay, because it was it. so popular and like people in the comments are like, "How dare you guys not?" Like it had it? nothing to do with the storyline. It was all just me fascinated right. by what the people looked like. Okay, I, sure, I saw it in like, IMAX too. It was, kind oh, of, damn. it was spectacular, but I just forgot all the plot. Right, I couldn't exactly. really tell I you. I remember what happened. the the story, but I don't. It was so Gee, long. I didn't remember BSC the South Park 40. episode mocking it is actually. I got my information from that. And then with the James Smurfs. Cameron had the had the the temerity to say to say like we'll just take a bathroom break. Bite me. No. He's I'm like not. literally telling us don't watch the whole thing, yeah. you dummy. I'm not doing that. But I just think like if you only like it for the visuals, just say that. But don't say that it's like actually a good movie. Also, let's say there's this. nothing to you it. You could make well, a movie just based on visuals, but it should be two hours, not three right. and a half. I don't need three and a half hours of. Visuals. It was a good thing to have on in the background, or just to have on and not really pay attention. Ugh. Avatar was. Yeah. Also, it has that continued theme of like, there's this mineral that people are trying to steal from an indigenous people yes. called, called unobtainium. I didn't and then, even weirdly get enough, <laughs> there's also vibranium in the MCU, yep. eternium in the oh, DCU. I see where this is going. There's just always some there's precious resource. Spice in Dune. Some yeah. E- yeah. evil people yeah. inexplicably inexplic- want. Welcome to my world. And it's like. I don't know why they can't come up with an original story for their lives. Unobtainium is a, a thing? It was in Avatar, your favorite movie, Carter. <laughs> it's not my if favorite If you don't movie. remember. <laughs> Unobtainium was like the driving force of that plot. I didn't uh, realize there was a mineral called that. Yeah. So maybe that's because why Because it's unobtainable, I like it so get it? 
<laughs> not acquire them. I do now. Hobbit said, Lord of the Rings and the original Star Wars sparked my imagination and creativity. Modern storytelling squashes and destroys both. There is no modern storytelling, not in the not in the standard sense. Uh, there's very little in the way of the hero's journey, which is very, very sad. Like, The Rock, like Black Adam, he's the same at the end of the movie. And I like the movie. It was fine, but it's not high art, nor is it great storytelling. He's the exact same at the end of the movie as he was at the beginning. I just got to see cool stuff blow up. That's fine for a two-hour movie. But sure. you're not... Cre- but you're not... You're not shooting for a higher ground there. You're just making the bare minimum. But if he wants to be an interesting villain, you should at least understand his motivations other than he didn't kill Adriana because she's hot. Well, I wouldn't kill Adriana either. Sarah Shahi, blah, blah, boom. Potatoes for Seamus said, can we have a Marvel movie with Ian as Graphene Man and he has to stop his arch enemy's Polymer Man played by Brett, and Ian has to stop Brett from destroying all the graphene, so people will have to use more polymers. Wait, oh. Why the hell am I the bad guy? Yeah. I think the that question answers polymers? itself. But. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> Trying to put it in the water supply, aren't you? Mary can be the bad guy. I will I can filter be a the fluoride water. girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, have, I, like, destroy people with my fluoride stare. Do it. Nathan Koss said, comic book creeps are debilitatingly prawn sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They love it. Uh, don't go on Deviant Art, whatever you do. Or Twitter, apparently. Um, I mean, they can just shamelessly say this stuff creepier, online. Creepier stuff would be like Sonic, uh, Sonic Deviant Art. It's what? really, really creepy. They have I mean, that. Yes. Don't Chris lo- Chan exists. Don't look it up. So yeah. Tacti Platy said, "Welcome back. Been trickling in memes for y'all." Uh, also, are we doing meme review on Monday? I believe so, guys. guys. If you haven't already, go join our subreddit. Uh, we want to see all of your memes, out of context clips about the show or any of the topics that we talk about because we want to do a meme review with Dane on Monday. Yep. That'll be a fun way to officially come back to the show. Yep. Um, so yeah, go go submit any memes you have on the subreddit. I just want to shout that out. We've kind of slacked on, on shouting that out on the show. Center Conservative Mom 98 said, Mary, it's X Force according to Deadpool 2. Since I, when? I only saw X. I only saw Deadpool 2 once. I didn't think. Uh, I watched that movie more for uh, Josh Brolin than I did for. Since um, when is it X Force? What? Uh, that's different. X Force is different. What about X Force? X Force is a cable. Yeah, X Force is saying that. I don't know. They're not the same thing. X-Men and X-Force are two different things. X-Force okay. is led by Cable and has, like, uh, dominoes in it. Who else is an X-Force? Hmm. Other they, group of more forgettable one, characters. That's another one they race swapped was Domino uh, in in the Deadpool 2 movie. Oh. Zazzy Beats or whoever plays her. And hmm. I felt that they mishandled Cable throughout the, the comics. They just kind of made him generic. He had a big gun. He had cybernetic eye and, like, uh, telekinesis, or he has cybernesis. He can move machines with his thoughts. Yeah. But they never really did much with him, drama-wise. He could have been more, in my opinion, like like a, a Slade Wilson in from DC. Uh, I don't know him. Yeah. Bobcat said, Ultima 6 was my favorite, but it was also the latest one I was ever able to make work. What's Ultima 6? I don't know what that is. Ultima's the game series Ultima. There's oh. like 11 of them, and then, or something, 10 of them. They made an online... Ultima Online, which is the one I played. I never played any of the original ones, though. Any of the any of the one player ones. Hmm. 
Luger Lynx said RuneScape is interesting because it's like they looked at everything that makes games fun, then didn't use any <laughs> of them and still somehow managed to be fun. That's an amazing thing to do. Be like, what can you know, we do to not make this fun? But I gotta disagree. It was the simplest form of like there. It got so complex with all the different. Like all you had to do is press like a button to fight, and you could use a special move, but you didn't have to like actively be you know on it yeah. in RuneScape or yeah. In- yeah. Bobby said, Ian would love my mother. She's very pleasant. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, thank you, Bobby. I'm sure Ian would, uh, Ian would love that. <laughs> Hobbit said, it is not Friday. Also, there are four lights. I am sick of this gaslighting. Wait, what? Why is he saying that? This is. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not checking. I'm is not he, checking. Are you, Brett, are you starting to wonder what day it is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I was wondering that the other day. The, the, uh, the gaslighting is real right now, guys, and I frankly, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Let's do one more, and then we'll move on. This one's weird. Kai Rain said, I got pwned by Mary. I consider this a win. Now spit on me and call me scum. <laughs> That's... Wow. Really strange. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about Frost and Henry Cavill. Yeah. So, Ted, <laughs> uh, former G4 TV host Frost disingenuously attempts to frame actor Henry Cavill as problematic. Uh, mainly because she's, she's she needs something to talk about now because nobody's talking about her because nobody cares about G4 TV anymore because G4 TV is gone. She got freaking sacked after trying to own her own former co-workers for getting fired. Yep. Uh, so it- so that's your comeuppance. Karma is a bitch, Frosk. Now you're unemployed, jobless, and posting on Twitter all day trying to get some clout. So the first thing she says is Henry Cavill said some very questionable things around Me Too. She means like hashtag Me Too. Yeah. Uh, and, and dated a 19-year-old as 30-plus. Seeing people throw themselves at his feet for The Witcher is weird. The show is whatever at best. Thoughts? So that, that relationship he had with a 19-year-old, I believe he was 33. 31. According to I thought he was 31. Th- either 31 yeah. or 33. Tara King. Yeah, the girl's name. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank you guys. guys. The girl was Tara King. I guess she was just some art student in the UK at the time. And the relationship didn't last very long. But there's no... She has never come out and said anything bad about Henry Cavill or the relationship or her experience with him. And you know what? Before there's we, no evidence that anything bad happened between them. And before we even go on, let's talk about a little bit. You want to mention, I want you to mention um, what Millie Bobby Brown said about their relationship. Well, I also want to quote the exact things that Henry Cavill said about Me Too that Frost thought was so questionable. He said, uh, addressing men's behavior when when asked in a GQ interview uh, about Me Too, he said, stuff has to change. Absolutely. It's important to also retain the good things, which were a quality of the past, and get rid of the bad things. There's something wonderful about a man chasing a woman. There's a traditional approach to that, which is nice, I think a woman should be wooed and chased, but maybe I'm old-fashioned for thinking that. It's very difficult to do that if there are certain rules in place, because it's like, I don't want to go up and talk to her because I'm going to be called a R-word-ist or something. So you're like, forget it, I'm going to call an ex-girlfriend instead, and then just go back to a relationship which never really worked. Jeez. But it's safer than casting myself into the fires of hell because I'm someone in the public eye. And if I go and flirt with someone, then who knows what's going to happen. Now, you really can't pursue someone further than no. It's like, okay, cool. But then there's the, oh, why'd you give up? 
and yep. it's like because I didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> there are a lot of women that will say like you gave up to like she says no and you're supposed to continue to pursue her. Yeah, no, I know that. Like uh so it's it, what he's saying is not without precedent. Right. right? Yeah, and he also um Louis CK has a joke about that. What is it? It's like oh on the off chance you thought I was going to just continue, I, I don't even want to say it on the air. It's really, <laughs> I mean, Louis C.K. is known for having like a raunchy sense of humor. And <laughs> yeah, but he's it's not funny the first his joke person right we go too. to for like sexual oh. propriety. <laughs> I don't go to him for much advice of anything, but you know, no. I go to laugh, me. but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Something else that Henry Cavill said in that interview was that he never personally experienced in any of his work environments someone being like legitimately creepy. He said that he saw producers getting overly familiar with actresses and he would always go to them and ask them if that was okay or uh you know pointing out that so that person was being guy. creepy so he's the good guy he's the white if knight. anything i don't think he anything that he said in this quote is objectionable he's just voicing a very valid concern that you don't know the ulterior motives that people have when you come up to a stranger so, and these days, the climate, especially when Me Too was at its peak. Which is when this interview was given. When this interview yeah. happened, he was in a climate where he, as a public figure, had to worry about the perception of his pursuit of a woman being predatory. Yeah. And I think it's fair, at least in the context that, you know, men in the entertainment industry in particular are, you know, they're... Like, I think predatory behavior is overrepresented in Hollywood. Oh, for yeah. sure. Which is why we get such Which a is, skewed view yeah. of... Why, why the women in Hollywood have such a skewed view of men. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Thank I just... You. I'm just saying, I understand why Henry, Henry Cavill would say that he has these concerns because he was in the middle of it all. Yeah. And then I looked at what Millie Bobby Brown said about her experience working with Henry Cavill on Enola Holmes and Enola Holmes 2. She said this earlier this year, um, that she has a very strict boundary in her relationship, her like working relationship and friendship with Henry Cavill when they're on set. He has a rule that she can't ask him questions about his personal life. So <laughs> uh, she, she contrasted that with like her relationship with all of her cast members on Stranger Things who are around her age. She met them when they were all very young and they're kind of like schoolmates to her so is, they can talk about anything. I need to remember. Who is it that had the relationship with just like, I text Drake all the time. Millie Bobby Mil Brown. Was that for Millie? Yeah. So Millie Bobby Brown would be like, yeah, me and Drake are friends. We texted yes. when she was like 14. Yeah, so what? She, yeah. she was openly talking about this one. I'm sure Drake did not want her to do. But she was talking <laughs> oh about God. how Drake was like a buddy and gave her like advice on boys when she was 14 years yeah. old. Yeah, that's... I, I'm which, in a place... Weirdly, we just brushed over, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think men and women can be friends. Like, not like real... Not like guys can be friends where you can say whatever. And it's like... Right. I think for, for young people, that's kind of hard to accept sometimes because, like, before you become a sexual human being when you're, like, 12 and stuff, you don't... Uh, you just are friends with whoever. Right. But, like, the reality is... You know, there are, there are borders and barriers, and when a guy's married, he shouldn't be hanging out with right. other women, you know. Because the attraction's always there, or there's the po the potential for it to be there is there. So, I mean, I've had a really good girlfriend that I made boundaries with, but, I mean, it's not, like, out of the realm of possibility that, you know, could be more than that, so. Yeah, it takes on a different there's dynamic. Just, 
So yeah. after so after the initial tweet that Frost made, uh, a guy named Jake Randall responds. So he was in a consensual adult relationship. Horrifying. What's funny about this is he gets very like. Um, snarky with her but then says that he supported her like when she did her uh her rant about game about women in gaming so she says weird way to out yourself lol lol always comes across disingenuous to me i'm a ha 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 person not an lol person that's just me i like lmao uh as someone who is 31 i can't imagine ever dating a teenager we are in vastly different life stages so while it may be legal most of those relations relationships are pretty icky with the power imbalance i also want to point out that it is whether they like it or not different between men and women because men tend to date younger women than women tend to date older men there's something you said there 10 years whatever not the best thing in the world if she was 19 and he and henry cavill I think was 31 she's pointing it out for the wrong reasons yeah. though and he says uh jake randall says just F- fyi i follow you because i support you i admired your rant and i think a lot of people totally missed your point i don't the, sa- the same way i support you i support a man that was in a loving consensual relationship with another adult i don't understand your tweet she says, when a man has a track record of pretty questionable quotes on Me Too and is dating a teenager, that's sus. It doesn't automatically make him a predator or anything, but I find the behavior very questionable. To me, it's all about the timing of this, which is just post after her. She's looking to become part of the public consciousness again. She wants to be and he's in the an news. activist hyphen yeah. media personality. Yeah, and he's in the news. Right. So, so uh, she's just desperate like making a desperate bid for any clout or social media attention she can get off of demonizing henry cavill unfairly and i think based on what millie bobby brown said you know unwittingly (laughs) that she was revealing henry cavill's character she said that she said i'm not allowed to ask about his personal life it's like millie shut up no and i'm like understood Whereas with the Stranger Things kids, it's different. There's no boundaries because it's like we're siblings. With Henry, he is very strict with me, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like I'm not getting in trouble for this. No yeah. way. Right. So it's clear that from his, his behavior on set, he very well knows the risks involved mm-hmm. in having a friendship in your work environment and... You know, interacting with an actress much younger than him. He's 39 and she is 18, 18. I believe. Um, there are just inherently risks involved in that industry. Yep. And and it is one of the only... Like, we've mentioned this a lot of times. It, Hollywood is unique in the place... It's a place where, like, minors interact with adults at work, which is not something... That's, that's not something that ordinarily happens. So he has to set those boundaries. Yeah. And that him simply true. admitting that, that those risks exist and are there yeah. is not an admission of any guilt nope He's in just... fact it's more honest than the rest of this industry would be so uh and then frost points out the demi lovato song 29 which you can see the amazing ben shapiro breakdown of the demi lovato album on on youtube it's fantastic you should all watch that it's great that song by the way was calling out wow. wilmer valderrama mm-hmm. who she got with originally uh, like officially when she was 18 but they met when she was 17 and then now that she is 29, uh, same age that he was at the time, she rethought the whole situation and the whole relationship after years of talking about this guy in such a glowing way, like she had nothing but a, like good experiences with him and thought nothing bad of him at all. Mm-hmm. She reinterpreted the whole situation and relationship in a negative light, then 
releases this song about it, yeah. demonizing this guy as a predator, when at the time, and for years after the fact, after they split, he was under the impression that it was a healthy, consensual adult relationship. I don't think that's fair. And then for Frost to use that song as evidence yeah. that relationships with those age gaps can go sour is completely irrelevant because these celebrities are not representative of the way that people act in real life. So, yeah, and then Tyler Lazuski says, the age gap thing, yeah, I agree. A little icky, but we're also not talking about a Dane Cook situation. Uh, I think this one is a misfire, to be honest, Frost, but everyone is entitled to their own opinion. You're pretty on point with this stuff normally. And then down here she says, I think he's weird and stuff. He's, uh, and stuff he said is indicative of how he thinks. This is the other problem with Twitter is they know you better than you know yourself, meaning that no matter what you say, they then tell you what you meant by that. You're not allowed to actually, like, you could be like, I do not like the color orange. And they're like, so what you're saying is you hate the color green. Like, they, they can take anything you say, no matter how nuanced you make your perspective, and make it about something else entirely. She says, uh, and says, and it's weird how, how much the internet loves him because he likes The Witcher. If I have to read another article praising him for being a true gamer, I'm going to lose it. She's just <laughs> mad because he can afford to buy games now and she can't. She has an inferiority complex, clearly. And I just think it's funny how you call out Henry Cavill, who just happens to be in the news lately, That's the when the topical. rest of the entertainment industry is permeated with actual confirmed predators who you could easily call out, and we, right? And, and, if that's what you're in the business of doing, if you're an activist looking out for the safety of young women everywhere. Yeah, at least Alexa Nicholas is ca calling out actual... Right, where's uh, the conversation about Dan Schneider? Yeah. Because Jeanette McCurdy's memoir came out, and then that kind of, like, dropped off the face of the earth. It's the problem, like, when you, when you make a career on activism, your activism only lasts as long as the news cycle. So it's like, your, your story might be shocking, but it's still only going to be in the news for a, a week two weeks yeah. at the most. Uh, and then down here we have, she. she's like, who else could I bag on? Yes, she's mad. She's also upset that Henry Cavill dared to date Gina Carano. I almost had it mixed up where I thought that Gina Carano was the 19-year-old at the time that he no. dated. But they're closer in age than than that. And and taking her Borg-like energy to figure out what the big term is with the kids today, she says big yikes, which no adult should actually ever say. It looks like Frosk was pretending to not know who Gina Carano yeah. was, which is BS, <laughs> yeah. obviously. She was like, dare I Google her name? Like, you know who Gina Carano is. Yeah. She says, Stop pretending that you don't. It is big yikes energy. Oh, God. I just discovered he also <laughs> dated her and then just posts a picture of her. Wow. Yeah, and she says, a lot of dudes out here thinking that dating a teenager when you're 33 is totally fine because it's legal. Yeah, it can be fine, but it can also be pretty effed up, pretty effing quick. A lot of self-reports. So what you're saying is like, yeah, it can be fine, but it's up to me to tell you when that's fine and when it isn't. And that's up to whatever I say is accurate, not you, is what she said. Why is it up to Frost? Yes, why are you the arbiter of what is or isn't a healthy relationship? I just think it's pretty telling that this is the pivot someone makes after... Activism. Being a, yeah, <laughs> the pivot to activism after your project of hating your fan base fails yep. and you blow up the company you were a part of like, single-handedly. She's like, now I'm going to go. Then you're going to moralize on Twitter yeah. and tell everyone else the what's right from wrong. It's uh, uh like I would, um. I, I don't need a celebrity to even necessarily agree with me. I would just love to see more people be like, yeah, you know, whatever, do whatever you want. I don't care. 
Like, I want more people to not care. Or just not comment. No, I think not, that would yeah. be a lot better than either one of those things. Like, I just, I'm over it. I'm over, like, I, I actually thought, I was like, uh, just given how much we have to read every day, I would love a one-year ban or moratorium on, on monetizing your trauma in news <laughs> interviews and stuff. Uh, I'm so sick of reading all these interviews. It's like, Are you mad at Matthew Perry? Kind of. You know, people are actually criticizing Matthew Perry right now because I'm not, he... I'm not mad at him. I, no, you're, I'm, but it's, just it's annoying. Like but it's annoying. They're well, saying they're saying that he is predatory because he asked out Jennifer Aniston multiple times and she said no. And then she, then I saw this tweet that was like, "But Jennifer Aniston slept with Vince Vaughn, so now we know for sure that it was just Matthew Perry's personality that repulsed her." <sighs> But so. they said, like, you shouldn't ask a woman out multiple times after she already said no. And it's, like, exactly what Henry Cavill was talking about. It's like they've never actually... And remember, uh, advances for men are only creepy when they're ugly. That is a, that is a proven fact that women only find Oh, you... so Henry Cavill would be immune. Yes, because he's handsome and rich. So uh, it's n it's mm. only creepy when poor guys do it. Got it. And ugly Got guys. It. But if you're Noted. tall, dark, handsome, and rich... It's suddenly um, very attractive. You know what I think happened, actually? I think Frost looked into the Henry Cavill Witcher situation, found out that he is not the type of person who despises his own fan yeah. base, like, and was like, hey, 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 not on my watch. She's like, we can't be having any of that. She's like, it involves games. I'm kind of into games. It involves ha hatred or lack thereof, hatred for fans. I'm into hating fans. Yeah. This is a, like two of three uh, points of interest. Let's go. Let's hate on Henry Cavill. And let's face it, uh, you know, uh, would she say no to Henry Cavill if he was would to Frost make... Would Frost say yes. no? No, she would not. Okay. Firstly, that would never, never happen happened. in a I million know. years. I know. But I thought that she was gay. Oh. Well, you know. Is she? I didn't know that. I have no idea, but that's just what I thought. Um, she, she's. I mean, it would earn her more points. She right? still looks like Machine Gun Kelly to me. Yeah, she like does. Machine Gun Kelly's. Yes. Less successful even cousin. Wim even wimpier younger brother. Her real name is Indiana, by the yeah. way. Indiana Juniper Black. Her name used to be Devin Ryan Moore, or is it Rianne? Devin. Yeah. She changed huh. her name. And yeah, I, I think it really is like she sees how much people like Henry Cavill for liking something and being nice to people. And she's like, oh, I don't know how to like things or be nice to people. So I'm going to throw shade <laughs> so I'm gonna at him rain on your for parade. the sake of clout of all things. Like, but you know, I want to I want to kind of push back there. I, I didn't actually mean that when I said that I don't think uh, the Matthew Perry stuff is because he's coming out of like a very serious, like lifelong addiction sure. um, thing. My my thing is more just it's the buzzwords. If I if I have to read one more article that says trauma in it, I'm going to throw a laptop. Out like the we window. were talking about this in the context of Selena Gomez earlier, how she just put out this movie called My Mind and Me. And it was basically uh, you know, about mental health. And I think she actually had a bipolar diagnosis yes so she's been open about you know talking about that um and i think that selena gomez is notably very unguarded and she's good at talking like she's articulate and she hasn't had as many um like as a former disney child star she is better off in terms of having less public mental breakdowns yeah. like compared to her former co-stars so people pay more attention to her and she's seen as like having more credibility but again it's like are you telling the world way too much yeah because like, i lean toward 
toward that thought like maybe you should tell the world less about who you are and more like just offer superficial things and there's a and there's a middle ground there like i've been very open with my history of addiction and stuff like that but i i'm still very guarded about other aspects of my personality and it's not like i give every single detail about it it seems like most of these people are all too happy to spill every detail and anything but I, also i look at it as a lot of them seem to be looking for sympathy and clout and i don't like that approach to it well they don't know anything else yeah. it's the only strategy they have and at this point it feels uh, exploitative like, in a way of your yeah. like of your own like it's almost like you don't have enough respect for your own experiences and your own uh how you handled your own traumatic experiences to understand that there's some things are better kept to yourself if that makes sense i'm not yeah. saying everything i'm not saying that you should hide things that have happened to you but there's something so commercially exploitative about the way they do it it's there's honesty and obviously people you should yeah. be honest but then you got to be discerning you don't honestly doesn't mean you got to say everything you're thinking and a lot of times when people want to apologize to someone it's actually a selfish move so that they can feel better about themselves and the person that you apologize to is like i wasn't even thinking about it now why are you stressing me out with this yeah. now you feel better because so like keep it to yourself kind of also thing. if you're like on all the time i can imagine that would get draining to the point where you just have to be yourself all the time to continue playing the role of you so when you let things like that out when people ask for because you can't just shut off um you'll run out of like autopilot I feel like. Yeah. So that might be a thing too. Do you think that what's happening in this situation, like, uh, does that feel like a, like, would you ever like turn to Twitter activism as a way to restart something? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate that activism as just a term has been like ruined by so many yeah. phony people Slackivism. because there are activist movements that deserve attention. Like, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the troubled teen industry at the end of the show a little bit, but um, that's one. And I mean, there's also just like, you know, trafficking and like real travesties and injustices and changes that need to be made in the world. And you're not going to solve any of those problems by like race swapping superhero characters. Yep. And complaining about henry cavill on twitter or, like or your trauma that's just it's, phony or, your or trauma, writing like, a memoir about all of your trauma and it, selling actually, it actually i don't even dislike that as much like that, that like that you took the time to write a book uh writing something can be very therapeutic and help you work through problems monetizing is different just talking about it in interviews at a surface level doesn't seem the same to me uh, mm-hmm. as actually writing it out and kind of making it a process that helps you look deeper at yourself. When you're externalizing this stuff in an interview, you're telling what happened to the world. When you write a book, you're kind of re-examining something you might have gone through as you write it. I would love to see why, like, Indiana Juniper Black write a book about why she hates herself. If she's got, like, anger issues, which I, she, she strikes me as someone that's very angry, got, a, like, an angry person, the way she lashed out at her fans and... Yeah. Uh, the way she's lashing out at Henry Cavill right now, like what's about yeah. her going on with her relationships and her parents and her life and her past? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her if she was open about that stuff. I'm just, I think it's about just because it, we read though. so much about it, about people talking about, like, I went through this and I went through that. And it's like, I went through a, and, uh, and some producer made me put on an outfit and twirl in a circle. And I'm like, so? So don't do the job. Go home. Like, I get very annoyed at the people who stay in one place, don't make any changes, and then complain about the fact that nothing cha- that nothing's different when they don't do anything to change anything. Mm-hmm. There are tears of seriousness that 
these situations deserve, I think. And there's we're not capable of discerning that yeah. on social media. Social media is the bane of our existence. It's going to be, uh, we were not meant to hear everybody's thoughts all the time, and you don't need to be getting advice from everyone all the time. It was a horrible idea, ladies and gentlemen. Social media is uh, uh, a very, very bad. I also saw someone <laughs> reply to her saying, Henry Cavill does not exist to be nice on the eyes. Yes. <laughs> I do think social media is, is, a, is a blessing, but it's a, it's a cur- it can be a curse if you use it wrong. Yeah, like if right. you if you look into a if you jump into a fire, it's going to kill you. It'll burn you to death. But yeah. if you use the fire intelligently, it can keep you alive. Well, that takes a, a level of self control. I think that uh, I I certainly don't always have. So I need to. I've started trying to put my phone away earlier, like before bed, like to try and solve my sleeping problems. Apparently, between ten p.m. and four a.m., if yeah. you're looking at your phone, it causes some sort of uh, do- dopamine release. Yeah, you want to get this, not be looking at a screen between 10. This is according to Andrew oh. Huberman, neuroscientist. Is it the blue light? or is it I don't know if it's the blue light. light. I think it's, it might be just the radiation in general. It's you crazy. Think, there's no, are, are there even any long-term studies on phones that will tell us that we're not all going to have no. like nope. uh, like mega, no. mega brains in like 10 not years yet. and look like the guys from Mars Attacks? Or maybe like the guys from Wally. Yeah, like who knows? That could probably happen. You know, it's weird. I I throw my phone in the corner a lot, and I have a habit of just not checking it because I can't concentrate if I'm, you know, if I've got the phone thing. Yeah. I've been doing this for a while, but it's equally as stressful not like thinking that somebody might be trying to get a hold of you, yeah. and you're just blowing them off. Yeah. It's the source of like self-soothing, but also the source right. of anxiety at the same time. You, you're trapped. Yeah. Yep. You'll start to realize that you're good enough without it. That's what happened to me because I went through like what you're talking about, where you're like, "What if I miss out?" FOMO, and then I realized, like, dude, I am what this is all about. Everything else is happening around me. I can get to my phone once a day. Well, I don't okay. know if you're, he's not necessarily talking about fear of missing out. He's talking about fear of being rude by not responding. To right. Who reached out to him. Yeah. Well, there's the there's the whole fear of missing out thing because it's like I could have posted the Halloween costume that I had the other day. <laughs> Didn't do that. Oh, you should haven't though. posted about the I heard song it was yet. Good. And I keep building it up like I'm gonna say something, but I, the more that I build up these missed opportunities, for one, the harder it is to actually do any of them. But also, yeah, it's like uh, people will text me and I feel bad for not getting back to them in a timely manner. And then they look at your Instagram and see that you posted on Instagram. No, but that's another reason why I don't post anything because it's like (laughs) I have to get back to several people before I say anything. Psychological torture. Well, do the Zoomer thing. The Zoomer thing is to just post something with the caption like pick dump and then just dump all of the pictures (laughs) recently from your camera roll. I hired someone to post this. This is not actually me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Please don't expect me to text you back. No. <laughs> and then like, or, or even just, even the day they added the feature where somebody could tell if you read a message or not was extremely oh, so I kind of like that though, because then at least they knew that you, wait. No, no. You don't want them to know that <laughs> you read it and didn't it. respond. Yeah, that's well, how I feel. Sometimes they might keep sending you stuff though if you don't read it. Some... Readings don't require us. Nah, maybe that's the reason I'm in such a one predicament. Of my, one of my favorite things that I've seen recently, it says true friendship is uh, is still sending your friend tons of memes even after they haven't looked at the first 30. <laughs> yeah. like so that right. means that we're true friends. Uh, <laughs> I haven't sent any in a while. I've not sent any yeah, in a while. I know uh, how it is. Uh, uh, yes, I felt very shunned. Very No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, uh, I have friends that definitely, like, we send, like, large, like, 
meme dumps, basically, yeah. where I'll send 10 at one time, and then I won't hear back from them for a while, and then they'll send 10 or 15 at one time, sometimes not even realizing we both sent a couple of the same ones because we're not actually looking. But sometimes you do look. Sometimes you do look, sometimes you don't. It just depends on how busy you are. Mm-hmm. Just the... the uh, Having to be accessible all the time is a, is a mental strain that uh, yeah. I don't even know how we got on this topic. Oh, my gosh. It's so re- like it. just rewarding to forget. Just let everybody else go. Be like, this is my world yeah. now. And you guys are here with me. I mean, obviously, it's your world, too. But to have that mind state of like, I'm good enough. Everybody likes me. I'm doing right. I mean, it's not that extreme. But I'm, I'm, I'm you yeah. know, I'm succeeding without the analytics. I don't need to know. Because they're here to watch me do what I do. I don't right. need to check the crowd. All right. Let's go Super Chats. Yeah. Bobcat said, y'all need to make a gender-swapped reboot of Charlie's Angels with Mary as Bosworth and Hannah Claire as Charlie. Okay. And then what me and then us three can be the can yeah. be the angels. Definitely. Nathan uh, Settlemeyer. You guys have the hair of angels. I do not. <laughs> oh, uh, well, thank you. Well, you could. I don't hold a candle to Ian. Grew it out. Grew it out. Nathan Settlemeyer said she sounds nice. Buy her flowers. She deserves it. I Who, don't is know. She? Who is she? Who is she? Nathan. Someone's mother, maybe. Oh. Gaper 2X said money for the graphene movie project? Make mine Marvel. <laughs> what would we call a graphene movie project? I mean, I guess Groovy just graphene project. man. Yeah. Mm. The, gra- the origin story. <laughs> Dragon Stallion 1001 said, "Can Carter be the Carbon Kid, Graphene Man's sidekick?" Uh, and then um, Greta Thunberg would be coming for you if you're the Carbon Kid. Yeah, Greta Thunberg would be Ooh. the Thanos of this. Of, of the Carbon Kid movie yeah. universe. <laughs> Johnny Derp said, "Apologize, or no, we apologize again for the fault in the subtitles. Those responsible for sacking the people who have just been sacked have been sacked." Name that film, Mary. Also, that is all. I don't know what that's. Do you know what that's from, Mary? No. Doesn't it doesn't ring a bell to me. Unknown said later, crisis actors stay great. Well, thank you. See you that's later. Right. Thank you. Kai Rain said, "I feel like a new man, a man that was quoted by Mary, and I feel loved." <laughs> Keep the fire, Ian. Love you all. Thanks for taking my money. Hell thank you. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, thank you, Mary, for making him feel like a new man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Joseph said, in my experience, when women reciprocate flirting, you're fine. It's pretty easy to tell when someone is open or DTF. This whole timid stuff is BS. Okay. Hobbit. I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah. Hobbit said, <laughs> she said, sus, vote her out the airlock. She is too old to be saying sus. Who is? Frost? Frost. Oh, yeah. How old is she, though? She's probably my age, at least. So, 30s. She's, but with the big yikes energy thing, she's really. She's like, she's like, she got like a Zoomer book for dummies. Like, that's not even stuff that Zoomers say. I didn't even know that was a term of art. Like, big, yeah, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it. (laughs) Sounds so bad. Yeah. Tacti Platy said, Mary, nice bangs today. Someone else mentioned it. You guys have no idea. Mary makes works to make sure those bangs look... They bother me so much. Just right. Um, Potatoes for Seamus said, even though it's Thursday, Brett, we still love you. Stop gaslighting me. It's not funny. It's not fun. I don't want it. Stop it. I have to deal with the aftermath. Look, I know it's not Thursday because we released the song today. Friday, yeah. Right. That's proof. Sorry, everyone. Yes. 
Regatan said, speaking of Drake, check out his Insta story now. I'd have to see. I wonder what's on it. Now I'm now Hopefully I'm not a picture curious. of really Bobby Brown. Oh, my God. Let's see, then. Waffle Sensei said, I missed the old G4. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was raising me to be a, a skeptic. They've lost the way. Thank capital G God for PCC. <laughs> well, yes, that is, that is what we're here for. Bubble wrap still pink said, "What is Ian's favorite dessert?" And then he lists a bunch here. I see pie. I see a sundae. I Basically, see cake, all of them. I see cookies. I see uh, uh, what is that? A some type of lollipop. I see flan. Uh, that one's a donuts, chocolate bar. This one is shaved, shaved ice. So how do I like my sugar? Yes. Uh, dates. Dates make mm. me. We got these dates. Oh come on, that doesn't count. We got these date protein bars. Ian. Highly recommend that. Them. Does not count as a favorite dessert. Mm. Come up with a Shove like a baked dates, good. Dates down the throat. A baked good. Coconut flour cookie. Clipped. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want you dates down the throat. throat. Yeah. <laughs> Deep throat those dates. <laughs> I have a really good clip of Ian from IRL. I forgot what the contact was, but it was like. Uh, was it gay men can date gay women or something like that? <laughs> they sure can. No, I forgot. Like, it was There's funnier in context. There's something said about monkeypox that was just absolutely out of pocket. Yeah. I went, I went down the throat. It was the camera switching in your face to Tim's face, and Tim was just like, "What?" <laughs> That's great. Yes. Kai Rain said, "Ian using fire." I don't As know what metaphor? that means. Uh, Bad App said, I want to say thank you for everyone who came to our Taco Bell wedding. We have a wedding registry with Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I want a, what is that? A Breville? Breville? A Breville? I don't know what that is. It's like a duvet. I don't know what a duvet is either. There was no Taco Bell wedding. There will never be a Taco but Bell wedding. But it is wedding. nice to see you, uh, Bad App. Maybe he yeah. just imagined that I was there. Maybe it was a different Mary. Maybe. Oh, it looks like Breville's a company that makes cooking appliances. Okay. Okay. All right. Johnny Derp said, it isn't a mega brain, Brett. Those are tumors. Well, yes. I, I was more just looking for uh, a visual image of what it was when people had, like, if you've seen Mars Attacks, the big, mm -hmm. uh, or, or maybe, uh, did anybody watch uh, Third Rock from the Sun? Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, French Stewart. He was Coneheads, on of course. Yeah. yeah. Maybe phones will eventually turn us all into Coneheads. Hmm. I hope not. T-Bone said, sorry about thinking it wasn't Friday. My week was so stressful with work, I thought today was Thursday. Well, that's, at least I know that it wasn't a nefarious plot to make me feel like I was losing my mind. That's yeah, good that's a mistake. <laughs> Darth Doza said, hey all, welcome back. Hope you had a productive few days. We did. We did, yeah. Actually, yes. Kai Rain said, this message has been brought to you by Krigler Coffee. There you go. Let's, uh, let's save, save the, the rest, rest. All right. and then we're going to move on, guys. We are going to move on, and we're going to do Podluck. And this first one is from Ryan Murphy, and I found out something very interesting. I've been looking forward to this because I watched the whole series. Go ahead. Got it? All right. So it says, Ryan Murphy slams Netflix series for making The Dahmer Show less gay. And he says, uh, Dahmer creator Ryan Murphy is hitting back at Netflix over its decision to de-emphasize the show's connection to gay history. Quote, there was a moment in the Netflix, uh, on Netflix where they removed the LGBTQ tag from the Dahmer series, and I didn't like it, Murphy, age 56, told the New York Times, referring to the way the streamer sorts uh, its content into categories. What's interesting about this, I did not know Ryan Murphy is gay. 
What? So, no, I didn't either. Uh, so okay, it, I didn't it, know that either. It would have played a, a re- you know, it would have seemed, uh, it makes his kind of interest in what it meant for the culture more prevalent to me. Right. So he says, the LGBTQ tag is usually used on Netflix to help viewers identify stories about qu- queer characters, for example, Heartstopper, and that's the one that we were talking about before, or the teen lesbian jam- uh, vampire show First Kill. And then there was a pushback basically saying, like, we don't want uh, Dahmer associated with uh, LGBTQ because obviously that's a dark spot in uh, in history. But it's it's his quote here that I think is really important. He says, and I asked why they did that. And they said, because people were upset because it was an upsetting story. Murphy said, I was like, well, yeah, but it was a story of a, it was a story of a gay man. And more importantly, his gay victims. I think that this was a story that he felt was important to tell because it resonated with him and his identity. And he let the outrage act activist class uh he didn't but netflix well, yeah allowed ryan netflix- murphy didn't have uh he likely didn't have a say in whether the lgbtq yeah. tag would get no, the, kept or removed on his show I mean, netflix let but the netflix out, like, the outrage activist class bullied them into yeah, taking it off netflix did what is the logical conclusion of this whole representation paradigm yeah it means you can only represent that group on its own terms and positively. if yeah positively if they demand that you erase something from representation because it makes some of them look bad then you have to comply yeah but it's like if you're looking for representation in the authentic sense of the word that will show all the good and the bad in a nuanced way that means look at this this gay man who happened to do heinous crimes to gay victims this is a dark spot in lgbt history and we're showing it because people are genuinely interested in it the show did fantastically and don't those victims deserve to have their stories told yeah and there's other like arguments to be had about that but that's that's part of real representation it's showing the high points and low points and not just painting everything as puppies and rainbows yeah which never comes off as authentic. Right. And people see right through it. Right. What were your thoughts? My thoughts were that was a perfect example, probably the best I've ever seen of like where context matters because I didn't really like that headline. Ryan Murphy um, didn't think it was like I totally, without knowing that Netflix, uh, you know, taking it out of the LGBTQ tag and that Ryan Murphy, who directed it, I think, is gay. Yeah. Uh, that totally makes way more sense as to why he would feel that way. So that's what I thought. Yeah, he's he's married to David Miller. They have three children. So uh, it's it, it clearly was a story that he felt was important to talk about. It's also like you can't be represented on your own terms. You actually have to be represented on the terms of a multi-billion dollar mega corporation yeah. that decides for you what is appropriate. Yeah. And it gives them way too much power. Yeah. Right? And then it gives people on Twitter who will complain about literally anything way too much power over this corporation's response to controversy. And it's like they it, people respect these companies more when they don't bend the knee anyways. They tend to respect the companies more when they don't just uh, make a change at a drop of a hat because five people on Twitter. It's always like five people and they have like five followers each. Or they're bots. Or they're bots. And uh, there was no reason to remove that tag from the show. And to tie it back, that's why fan fiction is now being like 
pitched as like, hey, make this happen. Yeah. You know. This is Thank you. Oh. Um the the removal of the LGBTQ tag is the least of the Dahmer series worries as far as drama or controversies yeah. about the show. Because they were actively getting family members of victims. Right. Also, by the crying way, crying out against what they were doing. Did you see there was another article that we didn't cover because it, it came out while we were off that he reached out to all the families of the victims and not one of them called him back? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that should tell you something about yeah. what they think, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I had only heard that they claimed that they never got a heads up. Uh, he said that he reached out to all of them and just didn't hear back from any of them because I'm sure all of them get messages or, or like You're right, you know, they probably correspondence get all, the all the time from tons of people. This just happened to be the most recent one that hit the public consciousness mm. really, really hard, right? I'm sure they get plenty of messages from regular reporters, journalists, people doing human interest pieces or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the sister of one of the victims actually was portrayed in the show testifying on the stand based on a real video of her doing exactly that and i can just imagine in her position how watching yourself on a huge show that millions of people are watching in one of the most like painful moments of your life yeah seems unjust talk about having to relive something yeah yeah and so the the status of this series as LGBT or not LGBT history is really the least, or should be at least, the most superficial criticism that they've received. Yeah, out of there all are of other it. arguments to be had about this show that I think are way more valid and like what? And, well, that the victims' families are speaking out against it and saying that it's unethical to recreate their traumatic moments. Do you think that is true? Do you think it's unethical to retell something that that's that, that a story that, that, that is I, that important to American history? I think it's at least more of a credible argument than you're misrepresenting the LGBT community yeah. because nobody watches the Dahmer series and comes away from it thinking, wow, I guess all gay people are murderers like no no, one thinks that way yeah but only if you have some deranged mentality about how representation matters yeah would you think that do you you think uh do you think that there's there should be more caution put to to making shows like this about real life events i mean weirdly enough they're only making these shows based on real events and true crime because they lack creativity so it's a symptom of a larger problem I mean, I, I do agree that they're they're not creative. I think they make plenty of attempts at being creative and they feel miserably. They made a whole movie about Jeffrey Dahmer already that was in 2017. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So it just seems like they're harping on something that's already been explored and not adding anything new to it. It's uh like like I I, I kind of err on the side of the creatives when it comes to this type of stuff. Like once something becomes as big as the Jeffrey Dahmer case or Ted Bundy or anything like that, it takes on a life of its own, and it means it becomes something completely different than just uh, the victims, unfortunately. And that uh, there's a certain level of ascribing intent to the creatives, like that they're out to get the families or they're out to hurt people by making these things. And I don't think that's necessarily how they see the world. 
Uh, I, I think they see a story that played a huge role in our culture at a time, uh, you know, at a specific mm -hmm. time, and they want to tell a story that's related to that. I don't see that as inherently a bad thing. I think how you go about it is important in that you have to be respectful, but, uh, or you have to find a way to not be respectful. You have to find a way to tell the story authentically, and sometimes feelings will get hurt in that process because it was a traumatizing event to begin with. Yeah, the people aren't public figures. The family members of the slain are yeah. not. And so, like, if you're upsetting them, I mean, the Alex Jones case kind of set a precedent that people that were hurt yeah. emotionally, even that were just peripherally involved, that weren't even named in the case, were able to somehow sue. That's yeah. scary. So uh, I don't like that. It's not that I think they shouldn't be allowed to make a show like this, but I think that they're drawing upon material like this from real life events because they're not capable of writing original stories. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's what we've seen. I don't know if it's necessarily that they're not capable of it. It's that these companies don't feel like they know how to market it in a way that will actually like Dahmer captures public fascination rather than telling the same story generically with, uh, you know, like you could tell the exact same story as a as like a, a, a fictional version of it. It won't capture the imagination the same way that the real life one does. Really? I mean, there are shows like Dexter for example. Yeah, but that's harder to do. I, it doesn't mean I don't think they don't try. I just don't yeah, think that they... Yeah, um, I don't doubt that it's harder to do. I'm just in, saying they're not vogue. willing to... They're not willing to go about it the hard way. And they, true crime is in vogue right now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very least, I would like to see more portrayals of, like, financial crimes than, <laughs> than things that are this viscerally disgusting. Was there ever... There was an Enron movie made, right? I, I oh, yeah. It's called The Smartest People in the Room. Okay, there you okay. go. The Big okay. Short was good. The Big yeah, Short? Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, There's a GameStop movie really? <laughs> coming out. That's not about financial crimes, but um, it's interesting. Yep. Uh, Stonks. Stonks the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I also want to point out that there is a movie coming out, guys. They're making a Hercules live-action remake that will be experimental and draw its influence from TikTok. Yeah. No? That doesn't excite anyone? I don't know what the hell that even means other than a fever dream of drugs and, and, and problems. Did you watch the original Hercules? A very, very long time ago. I, uh, I watched it like a year ago, and um, that was the first time I had seen it. So I feel like it's overrated purely because people watch this as children and they yeah. have nostalgia for it. But, but this um, isn't uh, actually, and there was one I forgot to send you this article, so you might have to look at the screen here. More important than this, guys, we have this coming out. You won't have this in their stuff. They're making a new horror Disney movie called Neverland Nightmare based on Peter for Pan. For kids or for no, adults? No, uh, it's going to be like, remember. Is uh, it live action? Live action. Remember Blood, Hun uh, Blood and Honey? The, the but one? this isn't, this is by Disney. It's from the same director that's doing Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So they went and found him. The, and this, the same guy. They hired him. Like, Disney no, he, hired no, no, this I'm guy? Saying, no, this, is, this guy's just making it based on a character that's now in public domain. Peter Pan is in public domain? Yeah, so it says, yes, I didn't know that. Break that Rice, Rice Frake Waterfield, uh, Waterfield, director of the forthcoming Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, was bringing the film to theaters via Fathom Events for a one-night-only screening. Uh, and then it says, but buried at the very end of the Hollywood Reporter's report... Uh, is another interesting little tidbit of information. According to them, Frake Waterfeld has been determined that has begun prepping for his next project, a horror film by the name of Peter Pan Neverland Nightmares. That's exciting. That seems like it lends itself See, to horror more than... 
If you're going to do a live action adaptation of something that was animated, yeah. then you're going to have to give it a spin other than it's like TikTok. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like it's what, they, what they said about Hercules, which is originally a musical, is uh, they're, okay, they said it has penchant for experimentation. There are questions about how you translate it as a musical. Audiences today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what that musical looks like and feels like? Thank you. Thank you, guys. I missed that sound. And it's so, back to normal. It was creepy on Halloween. We had a, we had a, it screams and in, in sounded like the Undertaker's entrance in WWE <laughs> on Halloween. I actually wasn't allowed to watch the original Hercules, but, um, when I watched it, it was meh for me. I know a lot of people are attached to it, though, from their childhood. Guy Ritchie does make very frenetic movies. It was it, like that. But it, so yes. the question is, like, what will this be? Will it just be, like, short little skits that are only a minute long? Are they going <laughs> to... Are we going to see Hercules, like, doing the renegade? Oh, please no. Please no. So he says, we... Uh, this is from... The, uh, I have Joe high Russo. hopes for the, for the Peter Pan thing, though. Yes. He says, Joe Russo says, we have an amazing relationship with them. He's referring to Disney. Uh, that we've built over a decade. I think we're at a point we have a view on how they can stretch the limits of their IP moving forward rather than playing IP management. What do they mean by that is how to abuse all of the all of the properties they own and, and just, just yeah. wring every last dollar out of everything that they make. He says, I think they're excited to see what we can bring uh, together in a way that just that isn't just reinterpretation of the animated film. Guy Ritchie is perfect for it because he has a penchant for experimentation. There are questions about how to translate it to a musical. Audience today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what that musical looks like and feels like? What does that mean other than very short skits? I mean, it can't get any more frenetic than the original movie was. Yeah. I thought. Uh, we'll see. Without just becoming, like, disengaging for the for the audience. And that's the way I see it. It's like, that's a very th hard thing to translate when you take long-form content and break it up into shorter, what, to more frenetic, shorter bits, but still part of one There is a musical piece. about TikTok, though. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. They, they, did the, we talk about that on did, the show? We did, early in the show. Uh, I know we did. Yeah. Well, early in the show when I've been here or like... It might have been before you got here. Because I, uh, I could have sworn I saw... There was definitely a TikTok musical. Yeah. Uh, and I remember they were talking about auditions and stuff like that. That sounds like hell on earth, having to go to a TikTok musical. Yeah. Does it... Like, you literally go there and Xi Jinping is just like staring at you from the... Point is, though, this has already been executed. Please do not give us a, another TikTok musical. Yes, we do not need it. And then before we go, do you want to tell everyone about uh, how Oxford is now? Of course I do. Yes, of course. Guys. We have been waiting for months for Bad Baby to make her debut at the Oxford University Debate Union. If you guys don't know who Bad Baby is. Bad Baby was originally on Dr. Phil when she was just 13 years old. She is known for having said, catch me outside. And uh, <laughs> ever since... She has been trailblazing in media. She went on to become a rapper. She made so much money in music. And then she made an OnlyFans made in 2021 where she made a million dollars in the first six hours of its existence and then ultimately made a total of $51 million in 2021. And she went and she went not to, counting this year. Yeah. And she went like, to Oxford to give a speech on how they too can become millionaires. 
I yeah, I had no idea what the purpose of her getting invited to Oxford to speak to students was because she never went to school. She never finished. I don't think she even finished middle school, let alone high school, let alone went to college. And I don't think she has any plans to go to college in the future. Be, this would be a very inspirational story if it wasn't for the OnlyFans of it all. Like Right. Like maybe if she had gone there and talked about being self-made and like yeah. the fact that she has marketed a lot of other products with her name, yeah. you know? But it was all about exploiting your sexuality for cheap attention online yeah. and... She was just, they clapped like seals, or, 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 as they were expected to do. And she, did. and she also, like, is kind of dragging down the dignity of this academic institution Yeah, by showing up for this purpose. I respect her intentions, though, because I looked into her scholarship fund, which is called the, what was it, the BAD fund? Like, <laughs> Very the B-H, B-H-A-D, Very by the way, not BAD. Um, it's $1.7 million in the fund. I think there were uh, like one tier of $1,000 scholarships that she's going to award to students. And then some there were some 10,000 ones. And, and to trade schools, which I liked. Like she wasn't just giving money. So it was for all sorts. To, it was like yeah. a big range of, of yeah studies that she was helping students with. And then there were some $10,000 scholarships. And then there were... Uh, I think like five full ride. Does, does, yeah, it was, it was five full ride ones to regular universities. Yeah. Do, do you guys think this is something that uh, a university as prestigious as Oxford should be should be promoting? Somebody making that much money selling uh, their physical appearance? They know what their students already support. Yeah. The uh, students are, are liberals. I'm not a, I'm not a that's a good thing. It doesn't bother me that she does it. I do find it weird that, I mean, prestigious, it that, that prestigious universities... Uh, choose to raise it and elevate it as something to uh, right. That's to. that's in complete contrast to their entire of higher learning thing. Yeah, yeah. like uh, is the idea that it's like here, why come spend a uh, hundred grand a year on us when you could be making this much money? Exactly. On Best case scenario is everyone walks out and never <laughs> comes back. Right. Exactly. They're like, so why am I here paying for this lecture? I don't think all of them could make tens of millions on no. OnlyFans, though. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of a special case. I find it incredibly disturbing that she's on OnlyFans and getting so much attention from that simply because she came to her fame during her childhood. Yeah. Uh, and that's how she is cemented in people's minds still, is how she you know, looked and presented herself to the world when she was only 13 years old. Which, creepily enough, is why it was as, is as successful exactly. as it was. Yeah, I find that incredibly creepy and disturbing. Yeah. And I also looked into uh, other content on her YouTube channel where she called out Dr. Phil for funneling her into the troubled teen industry at a place called Turnabout Ranch. And it's one of many... Uh, troubled teen holding pen essentially facilities is that the one that paris hilton it's paris hilton went against? to provo canyon school which okay. is also in utah i think a lot of these facilities are in utah and they're basically holding pens for troubled teens who have, act out yeah who have acted out and they have parents with a lot of income to keep them there and it's coming to light now that Paris Hilton has talked about it, now that Danielle Bergoli, her real name, has 
uh, spoken about it openly and called out Dr. Phil for sending kids there, not just her, but other people who have been on his show, where uh, there have been allegations of sexual abuse from staff, of like just psychological abuse where they're not allowed to sleep for days, where they're not given sufficient food, where they are drugged with you know, medications, they don't know what they're being given. Um, I think there was also a murder that happened Ugh. at the school that she was at Yeah, when she was there. And, I mean, the big thing to me is it's not just the troubled teen stuff. It's, it's the fact that they're elevating that type of career to something that you then get invited to speak at a prestigious university for. You used to have to, like... Like, what if she came to the university to talk about the issue of... The troubled teen industry. That would make more sense. If it matters to her. Yeah, that would make more sense. But they wanted to look at, like, the cheapest, most superficial aspect of her public life. Because it would have gotten more people to show up. Right. Yeah. And I think that's gross. But I am excited to see what her speech actually consisted of. It hasn't been posted on YouTube yet. Yeah. Uh, The Oxford Union has a YouTube channel where they post their speeches. So that'll soon be up, I'm sure. Yep. We'll see. It just, it, it kind of boggled my mind that they would host somebody who, you know, and only fans anything right. at, at Oxford. You know what she reminds Oxford me of? Oxford fans. Um, I mean, Kanye is talking about this on Twitter right now, that it's kind of an open secret at this point. I mean, not even a, an open secret, but just it is out in the open that celebrities are controlled with, you know, drug regimens that make them easier to control and manipulate Mm. and you know paris hilton and danielle bergoli are only two examples of that kanye just posted a screenshot uh, of a text conversation between himself and his former personal trainer who told him like outwardly threatened him that he would put him on drugs again so that he would be in what he called zombie land for good and he wouldn't be able to speak out. Yeah. Like, it is out in the open at this point. That, that they're basically just controlled. Kanye said, yeah. like, I was misdiagnosed and put on drugs so that I could be a well-behaved celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. That's awful. That's disgusting. And I don't see the media... I mean, I know that the media has been covering Kanye like crazy, but they're not exploring what he's actually saying. No. no they're, they're only going... They're brushing past this very surface level of all of the things that he's posting. And working overtime. And looking at the look, spectacle yeah. of it, but not actually analyzing what he's indicting Hollywood for doing to to public figures. Yep. yep. So, Danielle Bergoli is just one example of that. All right. Let's go to Super Chats. Let's... Tacti Platy said, meme dumps, hence why I send you the ones, Brett. Yes. He, he sends you a Thank meme you. dump on Instagram, I am aware. I will check. Darth Doza said, somebody needs to get Ian knighted. Sir Ian sounds awesome. We'll be watching later posts, so if you could toss some RT strat games out, it would be appreciated. Good weekend to all of you folks. Hobbit. Uh, what are RT, you, uh, the strategy? Real time right? strategy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Got yeah. any suggestions? <clears throat> Off the top of my head, uh, I don't know if you call it RimWorld real time strategy. It's more like colony simulation. Uh, I do like StarCraft Two a lot. Man, that is hard game though, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some there's some new ones out, but uh, nothing's piqued my mind yet. Center conservative mom ninety eight said, "I'm picturing Captain Planet, but with graphene." That would be good. Or Green Lantern. <sighs> 
Hobbit said, Brett, there are five lights. I don't know what that's in reference to. I don't know either. I, 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 I'm trying to think back to what we might have been talking about. And now I can't think of it. Hmm. Now we're actually going crazy. Yes, we're losing it. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, Brett, I'm sorry. Please love me, LOL. <laughs> and then I, he also said, just the image of Ian uh, and, wait, DT, a dessert. I'm scarred now. The uh, when we're talking about the dates. Oh yeah, deep throating dates. <laughs> I mean, I put them down there deep. I just <laughs> chew them up first, obviously. Oh, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. <laughs> Rega Tan said, "Too long didn't read." Drake posted hentai to ah! promote his new song. Great. That's not cool. a good idea. I didn't want to look at that anyway. So thank you for saving me the trouble. Toy News Quarterly said, Yes, Brett and crew, check us out on Instagram. I'd love to include an ad for Pop Culture Crisis in my upcoming inaugural Ooh. magazine release. Ooh. Instantgram. Yeah. I wonder if that's different than Instagram. <laughs> Kai Rain said, One more for Mary. And then he said, Totally simping for Mary today. That's I can tell. It's one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Mm. Tyler Hogue said, Also, uh, he said charter, but he, I think he meant Carter. Carter. You tried G Fuel yet? I want to. I saw Surge drinking it. Um, oh. Mm. And I, I've never heard of it. What is that? It's like an energy drink. All the gamer girls advertise. PewDiePie uh, advertises yeah, it, too. G-Fuel. What's the caffeine content? Uh, do, we, do we know? We have to yeah, you're that. the energy drink yeah, connoisseur, you're the connoisseur here. here, my friend. Well, Rockstar has the most, uh, as far as I know. All right. So. Be careful with that I'll take stuff, a look. Carter. <laughs> Nathan Settlemeyer <laughs> said... Careful, Kai. She's a predator <laughs> posing as a house pet. If you were a house pet, what would you be? Uh, a cat. You're a cat? Yeah. Mm, maybe, yeah. What would it be, though? I don't know. What do you mean? Tabby cat. You think? Tabby cat. Kai Rains said, Nathan, she's my <laughs> predator. Dun dun dun, 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 dun. You heard the music in your head? I did. <laughs> Tyler Hogue said... Also, Ian, I think it was you that brought it up on IRL about a dome that targets DNA. In Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, the main villain, played by Kevin Spacey, drops a nut that only (laughs) targets people's DNA. Drops a nut? Is that what you said? I don't want to know what that means. And then he said he meant bomb, not dome. Ah, A bomb that targets DNA. Yeah, we were talking about that. And then he said, bro, I swear, nuke, not nut. (laughs) Yeah, you said nut. He dropped a nut. (laughs) Tyler Hoes. Drops a, a, okay, I understand. Like, yeah, some sort of biomolecular DNA unraveling device or something. Or disruptor. (laughs) Waffle Sensei said, Mary, why are you better than bad baby? Personally, I know why, but I want to hear you lay it out. Be offensive, please, in Aussie Orkish. Uh, go ahead. Why are you better than Bad Baby? Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. OnlyFans. But do you spell better with an H? Oh. Are you, are you Mary, M-H-A-R-Y? I'm better. <laughs> Kai Rain said, have class like Mary. There you go. No, no OnlyFans. Is a, is a, you're on the, the way to class. The absolute bare minimum Great. <laughs> yes. Like, can we go as far <laughs> to as to not by sell proxy? yourself yeah. for the price of a cheeseburger means that you have class, that ladies. We, we you got, heard it here first. We got high standards here in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you. That app said, yo, Ian, have you looked into Graphene OS? Yeah. What is that? It's an operating system for your smartphone. What? I've, I've heard of it. I've seen it, but I've never used it. 
Okay. Wait, so, oh wait, so, so how does it work? You would like flash your phone, you'd like blanket, hit it, or like erase the hard drive and then reinstall. So instead of having an Android Google operating system, you'd have this Graphene OS operating system. What makes it Graphene? Source. It's just the name of the system. Oh, okay. Oh. I, was like, I was like, how do they get yeah. the Graphene Not related the to Graphene, surprisingly. <laughs> High Voltage 75 said, when I win the 1.5 billion Powerball jackpot on Saturday, I will buy PCC and treat the crew to a free Taco Bell dinner. Chat is invited too. That would be quite Thank an you. investment. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, no, I want Taco Bell, damn it. There will be a PCC communist commune, I Perfect. guess. Yeah. Communist commune. High Voltage 75, oh no, Kai Rain said, Bad App, I'm not reading that. There you go. Been a while since we heard that. Bad App should make a shirt that says that. He should, yeah. Tacti Platy said, Ian, for RTS game, maybe try Frostpunk. You'd love it. Tough decisions. Look into it, please. Also, ever play Front Mission 4 on PlayStation 2? It's a tactical RPG. No, I've never played Front Mission. I have Frostpunk. I beat it. Uh, I don't... I lost... You know, it doesn't have very good replay value. It's the same two what? paths every time that you can pick from. And you're always up... You know, it's the same thing every time. I think with some mods, maybe if there are a lot of different uh, research options and like... Uh, that might make the game a lot better. What ge what gives a game good resale, uh, replay value? Different options to choose from every time you play, like randomization of maps or items or skills that appear kind of stuff. Cool. Tacti Platy said, oh no, Center Conservative Mom 98 said, Carter, try Bang Energy drinks. Not as cancerous. I drank one this morning, so. <laughs> I, a Bang Energy drink? They do, yeah. not, they do not work for me. Really? No. Uh, but you I, have a monster sitting right there. But that's not a bang energy. They actually work really drink. well for me in the morning for workouts. The, the bang energy doesn't do anything. Why don't you guys do coffee? I don't like coffee. Just the flavor? Just the flavor. Coffee yeah. is what about simple you? I do coffee. energy drink. And this is like the coffee. only time I do coffee on top. I, I do it all. Yeah, man. I, I literally only do this for work like, or for like during the show. Like, yeah, me too. I'll do uh, peanut butter powder and coconut water with it so it tastes like a milkshake. It's pretty good. Ooh, that sounds good. Milkshake. Oh. I mean, yeah, you I, like it, Mary. I mean, milkshake <laughs> sounds good. Peanut butter powder. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it yeah, that gives it the know. creaminess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kai Rain said, "Totally worth every penny." That's I'm you, Mary. I'm sure it was. Tyler Hogue said, "G Fuel Energy drinks got 300 milligrams of caffeine." <laughs> Is oh, that thank enough you for, for you, Carter? Data. What? 300 milligrams. That's actually 30 more than Rockstar. Oh, there you go. Okay. I just checked. There's there 270. Lane said, really miss watching live. Here's $2. Thank and we you. we are so glad to be back live with you guys. Yeah. Nathan Settlemeyer said, sorry, Kai. That's my guy, Bad App's wife. <laughs> it's you've not. Just been, you've just been, like, betrothed to, to everyone, apparently. That's not good. Yeah, it's kind of frightening. Tyler Hoag said, LOL, Ian, Cyberpunk 2077 goes hard. I have it. I've never played it. Have you guys played it, Cyberpunk? I have not. I've watched... Other people play it on YouTube. It was buggy, so I just yeah. let it sit for a year, and now I'm like, I was thinking about starting it up a couple weeks ago, actually. I think PewDiePie might have played it, but it, like, actually, I might be misremembering that, but whoever I watched play it, it just froze over and over again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't let you go back to the checkpoint that you were There was a big at. controversy about, like, them releasing it on PlayStation 4 when they should have waited for the 5 because it was not going to work on 5. Mm. Or it was not going to work on 4 well. Hobbit said, coffee without sugar is good for you. 
I agree. Doesn't sound worthwhile to me. Coffee <laughs> without like coffee doesn't need sugar, in my opinion. Yeah. Potatoes for Seamus said, "If I don't win the lottery, I will treat the PCC crew to a great Irish meal." Also. Brett, you the best. I wonder if you're actually Irish potatoes for Seamus. Also, I want to know what a what a good Irish meal would be. Now I'm hungry. Oh, like uh, bangers and mash. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like that's brunch. What they call it. There's a place called the Old Monk in Dallas that I used to go to. Oh, Let's go. Fun. They got bangers. All right, guys. I want you guys to to talk about the video and the song a little bit before we go. So. First of all, if you've noticed that I've been a little distracted, it's because we just beat Taylor Swift like oh, 10 nice. minutes ago. I was, I, I'm awesome. not going to lie. I was like, I wonder if they know that Carter looks like he's sleeping. when he's I'm so sorry, by the way. I've been like a uh, receipt. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's crazy. Um, Your lack of undivided attention is particularly offensive to it's me hurtful. today. I was still answering some stuff pretty well on, on the fly while being distracted. But, yeah, the song, um, G. Ian, do you want to start? It's number one on iTunes Top 100. Uh, that's impressive because our last song got to number two, so this is a big step. Hasn't even been eight hours. Yeah, that's and it was after a day. Uh, it was Carter did a lot of the music. I don't. Uh, Pete Parada did the drums, who's just a freaking genius. I mean, that song is the drums. When I listen to that over and over, obviously the harmonies are great, but the drums, man, that just is the soul and the character of that song. Tim wrote it, I think, 15 years ago, or he wrote it when he was like 16, and he it be, it's still topical, and so we decided to go with this one, Genocide. That. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And Carter does a bunch of the harmonies. I do harmonies. Uh, I think my harmonies are near the end, the so, ones that yeah. we ended up using. You've got two lower ones during the pre-choruses, if you could call them that, uh, or choruses, and then your backup vocals and harmonies are towards the end. But it was yeah. really fun to make. Oh hell yeah! That was it was just a, it was just like throw it at the wall and see what sticks kind of song. It's almost yeah. like a circus tune. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of went all out on creativity with it because Tim came in to my studio and played all this stuff acoustic, and it's really interesting to go back and listen to like the commentary, what he played, and then what we talked about in the middle of it, and um, how it all came together. It's just um, yeah, I got super into it musically and i was almost thinking it was going to be over the top but he loved it uh he still likes the demo version better than the one we just put out but um we ever going to see the demo one released man maybe one day uh it's one of those things where if you're listening to something for too long you get attached to it and i think that's what happened yeah with uh this one what's the demo is that acoustic tim on the no acoustic? it's it's really not that much different than this new one it's just uh i mean pretty much one and honestly most of his vocals are one take or two takes. I think I took two scratch takes and we tried retracking it, but they just weren't anywhere near the raw passion and emotion in his voice for the first takes. I think I got one word because we had to change it lyrically that I spliced in there. So how long was the takes. process from beginning of production to end? Um, Thank you. Gee. Counting the writing time, maybe 15 years. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm, like, I'm yeah. saying from when you started the production of it. Hmm. It gets a little crazy and hard to hard to uh, to really track because I think last time I was here, maybe two times ago, we were talking about trying to have an album out. Uh, so I was like hardcore trying to get like eight songs done. Um, glad we didn't do that and we're doing it like monthly at this point until the the album release but i would say i worked on the music parts for probably a couple of weeks um and then pete you know drums drum wise 
uh, like the concept and all the tracking came together pretty swiftly and then just the fine tuning and editing maybe another couple weeks and then three days to mix and master one day we must have done my vocals with you like dude we tried your vocals so long ago and then it just sat for you was it just sitting and waiting sitting and i was waiting and uh, i opened it up because i remember specifically we got some really good takes and i noted it um so i knew we had something there but that was months ago so yeah we and i i do everything in like separate sessions because just to you know for the latency and to keep it all organized and then I pull everything into one uh, and I had Ian's vocals in a different session um, so it's always a surprise to open up the stuff that you haven't listened to in a while re-listen to it yeah I spent like a like a Saturday just listening to all the stuff we tracked of you and picking out the best parts it was it's always fun doing that what was your favorite part of the video for your like for your parts of the video hmm I pose that question to both of you, by the way. I know my answer. What's uh, what's your answer? I, I like when the music gets really quiet and then it starts to rumble, and then Alex Jones gets breaks onto the <laughs> screen. That's my favorite part. Yeah, you know what? I gotta agree, specifically because there used to be a part there that was okay, but it wasn't what we needed. Yeah. And I went back, and I had some kind of vision for it, and I knew it needed to be kind of theatrical. Basically, we had to build a breakdown out of another verse, and somehow that came together. And uh, it, I think, yeah, it just uh, with the deep fakes and the Alex Jones and everyone, the harmony drop. Uh, that was a super last minute thing. So I think that's probably my favorite part. Excellent. Uh, let everyone know where they can find it one more time, and then so that we can shout it out, so we can get uh, however much progress it needs. It's number one. Where now? We got to keep that number one on iTunes. Okay. Yeah. And, someone commented. Shout out to people who buy their music still. Really? Because buying it on iTunes is more effective for charting than streaming. Oh yeah. Is. First of all, thank you for everyone who made this happen so far. Like, you guys are the reason that it is where it is. So thank you so much, and um, you can. Uh, you can find it, I mean, you can type in genocide on YouTube. <laughs> Apparently it pops up first. <laughs> but you can also go to TimCast Music YouTube channel. Um, I think the URL is still TimCast Records. We're launching a new label. It's called Trash House. That's in the description. Uh, but, yeah, buy it on iTunes, um, Amazon. I mean, it's everywhere that music is sold. But buying it and owning it um, is like a 100 and. 20 150 times that of you'd have to have 150 streams to equal one sale wow so yeah i mean you could definitely stream it too like uh on repeat if you uh are so inclined but buying it is the best excellent for sure losing my mind.com oh Thank that's, you. That's an easy URL if you want <laughs> right. to remember it that way. Losingmymind.com. Hard to believe that one wasn't taken. Yeah, Tim I got know. That. Am, I, am I crazy for thinking that? Tim got the .net, too. All right, let's go. All right, uh, Carter, let everyone know where they can find you, man. You can find me on Instagram at CarterBanks4L. Uh, Twitter, YouTube is just CarterBanks. Right. And, uh, yeah. Thank you, man. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, Ian. You guys can follow you? me at Ian Crossland across social media. Follow me, subscribe on YouTube, Twitter, Minds, and Twitch, where I'll be gaming. I gamed on Wednesday, and I'll be gaming in the afternoons uh, periodically throughout the week, setting up a schedule shortly. And tonight, you can find me on Timcast IRL on YouTube. That is Timcast IRL. Uh, we'll be going live at 8 o'clock p.m., so catch us there on YouTube, and I'll see you guys later. Perfect. Mary, there's some super chats there before we go. Okay. Uh, Kai Rain said, just wanted you to say my name again. Sorry. And I'm kind of disappointed you didn't get sprayed with money. Comic gold. We, me the and Mary guns are kind are of, kinda uh, positioned toward guests. Yes, they are. I can yeah. confirm that one. Uh, we we could maybe one add more coffee. in the future. That's to be determined. Yes. Caper2x said, Brett, during your hiatus, did you go with Cooper to buy shopping shorts? What does that mean? Guys, love your song. Carter and Ian, bravo, Zulu. That's all. Bye, peeps. You got Shopping it. Shopping shorts? Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't With know Brett what Cooper? that is. I'm assuming Cooper is Brett Cooper. And, you and Brett uh, Co Cooper doing a crossover? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, uh, I mean, she would have to buy uh, longer shorts than me because she's taller than me. She's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Bad app, I'm not reading that. And Kyrie <laughs> yeah, said... Love you too, Brett, but I love Mary more. Well, don't, you know what? That's, that's all a guy can ask for. So Great. thank you very much. Mary, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Mary Archived if you are interested in seeing pictures of me. And you can read my inane thoughts on Twitter as well, also at Mary Archived. And I just want to shout out the subreddit one more time. If you want to be reviewed in our Monday meme review with Dane, that's coming up next week. So I'm excited to do that. Perfect. Guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. Thank you guys for bearing with us during the days off this week. We are so glad you came back and joined us today and Friday. Uh, we are also on social media. We're on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify if you're one that listens rather than watches. Uh, we got one more from Potatoes for Seamus. It says, Brett, uh, Brett better than Mary, maybe JK, LOL. Well, almost committed to the bit there. Thank <laughs> you, Seamus. Uh, guys, we will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then. Later. Bye. Bye.